This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 74, Talking Video Games. Welcome once again to Comic Shenanigans. This is episode 74. We're talking video games today. I'm joined, as always, by my regular co-host... Nathan Strzok. And my special guest... Leon Orlena. So this is two episodes in a row for Double Leon. Header. Double header. Well, people don't... Well, now they know. Um, we're recording this on the same day we did episode 72. Oh, I'm sorry. So we're recording this April the 15th. Uh, so we're talking video games today. Um, where did you want to start, Nate? We mentioned before the podcast some areas uh, we might want to talk about. Uh, do, you want to start? do you want to do what we're playing now, or do you want to talk about news? Let's talk about relative news first. Okay. And then we'll segue into what I think is more of the fun part, what we're playing and why, and that kind of How stuff. How we feel about it. How yeah. we feel about the whole thing. Yes. Mm-hmm. So what kind of news do you want to talk about first? Uh, okay, what do we got? Um, we've written down LucasArts closing down. I suppose that's one of the most recent things that's, that's Relatively recent. Yeah. It's still... You just want to talk about that studio, or just the umbrella of studios closing down? As the yeah, we talk about THQ maybe as well. Yeah. Sure. Well, what do you want to say? <laughs> I'm giving it to you. I'm handing it over to you. Well, okay. Here's my feeling on LucasArts. Um, this is a studio that had made some pretty cool games in the past. I really enjoyed Star Wars, um, I guess, in the 90s, mid-90s, late-90s, uh, from the video games. I'm not like so much... Super Nintendo? Star Wars, yeah, like Super Star, Super Star Wars? Wars, Super Jedi. That was good. Um, uh, Rogue Squadron, I didn't really play a lot of, but they look gorgeous. Okay, on yeah. the uh, GameCube and then uh, N64, then the GameCube... Um, when uh, Factor 5 was making those games before Factor 5 closed down which is just a shame uh, they closed down during the PS3 uh, 7th generation after making Layer yeah which was one of the worst they flopped yeah <laughs> um, but so I, I have fond memories of those Super Nintendo games but on the PC mostly I played um, uh, X-Wing and I played oh, TIE yeah. Fighter yeah and I played um, uh, what is it called um, it's called Jedi Knight but it's like the full name is uh, uh, Star Wars Academy or something? No, no, like it's... Uh, what was that What was that PC game? It was first-person shooter. It's like Kakatan, um, Dark Forces. That's oh, what's yeah. Called. A lot of Dark Forces. And that's where you couldn't look up or down because it was using the Doom model, but you can use page up and page down on your on your keyboard and he'll move up and down. <laughs> so you could do that a little bit. Yeah. It was very awkward. I right? remember yeah. that. Because the mouse was... You know, side to side, yeah. and then the, the up and down and side to side on, the, on your key, a keyboard moved your feet. It was just odd that they didn't adapt the mouse to make you look up and down too. Mm-hmm. It's, it's right in there on the mouse, right? Uh, it's true. Um, so I, I remember playing Dark Forces quite a bit. I really enjoyed it, and then it was called Dark Forces to Jedi Knight, and then they made expansions off. I played that was really my first memorable experience with playing online games, where yeah. my modem would still dial up and go, you know. Beep, boop. <laughs> <laughs> my mom would know whenever I was going on the phone and like can't use the phone now mom I'm going online to play Jedi Knight and she's like get off that phone <laughs> um, and I would go online and, and I joined like leagues or, or different groups and I, I clans clans that yeah. whole thing and I love the the, the the light force and battling with your lightsaber like that I have really fond memories of playing those LucasArts games hmm. uh, I didn't play so much like Day of the Tentacle or Grim Fandango and those adventure games that no. Adam might be able to more familiar with hell yes I played um, I'm not much of a PC gamer I've been mostly console side but I remember playing uh, Monkey Island mm-hmm. oh yeah so the Monkey Island games for one, PC yeah. Monkey Island 1 and 2 I remember that those, those were fun LucasArts what games. year did Super Nintendo come out? 91 okay so that makes sense so 91 so I was still playing my Nintendo so eventually I think in 95 or 96 is when my dad kind of got a home computer that could play video games and uh, then, again, I was so far out of the console generation because I had missed it. 
so I remember we picked up LucasArts Archives Volume 1. I was so excited because it was all new games I'd never played before. And so I had uh, Indiana Jones and the Fate of Atlantis, which mm-hmm. is a 92 game. Which is a very good game. It's considered to be excellent. It's really a lot of fun. I had Day of the Tentacle, which was released originally in 93. Sam and Max at the Road, 93. So like, And these are huge uh, milestones for me in my, in, in my gaming memory. Mm-hmm. Like these things, I, I really love these games. That are, they're not the greatest, per se, but I mean, they're a lot of fun. They're adventure games. I remember... Uh, full throttle. I never actually got. I got to play it at a friend's house, and I remember I had it on like a, a demo on, on like in this LucasArts archives. Like they used to come out with these archives editions, which were great ways of jumping in and for like very relatively cheap, getting like five or six games. Mm-hmm. And, and I think I played Dark Forces two, or maybe the first one. The demo was on there. I think Rebel Assault was on there, and just a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. So a huge part of my that that kind of period, probably from like I don't know, like mid nineties to. I guess the late nineties. I had missed a generation, so the only way I could play video games was on the PC. And it was, it was these games because they were from a, a few years old at that point. My system, what like I remember. Do you remember what it was like in the PC generation in the mid nineties, where every six months there was like a, a new advancement? Oh yeah, so already absolutely. your graphics cards being able to run your three D polygons, yeah, you know, was incredible. So already your like your computer you bought it six months ago, it's old, it's garbage. You I, can't play yeah. new games. Oh yeah, anymore. I know. You you look at the box, and you still should now. But I mean, it was always about mm-hmm. this game is too new. We don't have that voodoo graphics card yet. We'll have yeah. to wait and see. Well, exactly. Up for it. So what I liked about the LucasArts archives editions when I was growing up was that because the games I didn't know that until like like now. You, your PC I, I didn't know until now that they were like four or five years old by the time I got them. But uh, my PC could handle it, and it was a lot of fun. And I it, I really liked that point and click kind of adventure style. It was a lot of fun. And then, I mean, guys like Tim Schafer, who are some of the, the geniuses behind a lot of these adventure games, they leave, they move on, they go to their own studios. And LucasArts starts to lose more and more of their, mm-hmm. of their, of their well, specialized the talent. talent. Well, it became yeah. Star Wars too, right? Well, certainly, right? Indi- they move away from Indiana Jones and the guys who made their adventure games, their unique adventure games like Secret Monkey Island have moved on. Yeah. And then um, you get into this era where they start kind of working with other studios. I mentioned Factor 5 before to help working on the, the Rogue Squadron games. And then you've got, um, what was that, uh, Galaxy? Star Wars Galaxies comes out in this more than the 2000s. Star Wars Battlefront and there's Battlefront Battle, yeah. Battlefront yeah a, a bunch of different attempts to kind of mm-hmm. uh, mine the, the universe of Star Wars yeah and they're kind of working in tandem with other studios on this and then LucasArts yeah. is still publishing them um, what was the Star Wars game for uh, N64 um, Shadows of the Shadows of the Empire yeah was that good I remember people you know saying what? it was great it's, it's it playable was a game. it's playable but it's, it's, it still suffers the problem of most N64 games of having ugly textures but ugly but it does have a really nice Hoth battle yeah, but again, if I remember you, that. If but they all do. Now. Well, like, that's what I'm always, saying. They yeah. always got to shoehorn that sucker yeah. in. Play the Factor Five games; they look much better. Um, but yeah, that was very popular. It was something that sold systems actually at the time, because again, the launch window for uh, N64 originally it launched with uh, Mario 64 and Pilot Wings. That's it. And then you waited, and then within like a few months, like three months or so, Shadows of the Empire was released, and people okay. were just like lost their uh, such stuff. And like, look at this. Take this, Sony fanboys. We <laughs> a Star Wars game, and, and it doesn't suck. It doesn't suck. <laughs> Although yeah. there's still a lot of problems with the clipping and like falling off little yeah. ledges and stuff. That's just kind of the era, too. It's, well, yeah. I mean, it's really 3D, though. It was yeah. very ambitious, too. But, like, what was released was not the full extent that they wanted to make, and, and it was kind of pared down. I had, it. I, I had fun with it. It was awesome at the time. Um, and, and so, Do you still have it? No. Oh. But this studio, I mean, it, I think it has really suffered in the past five years, five years to a decade. Um, one of the more notable games that have been released by the studio was um, The Force Unleashed and The Force Unleashed 2. Yeah. 
Both of which didn't. I mean, the first one did well enough to it kind was okay. of yeah um, did well enough to merit a sequel. Yeah, sure. It, it was underwhelming, but they're not considered to be very progressive games. No. They they promised a lot more than they delivered. They said things like you can control everything in the environment and you can use your force telekinesis to like do anything and solve puzzles. And one of the big things they demoed was like, watch this. You're fighting in a TIE fighter, you know, bay. You're going to rip the wings off of these TIE fighters mm-hmm. and use them to make platforms in the wall to get up to a higher area. Anything. The world is your, you know, you, you, you your control. You can do that, but I found that to be very glitchy. Uh, there were problems with the interface and there were problems with the, like, the final execution or the scope of this power. Mm-hmm. Much like any of these... Um, I was listening to a podcast Jeremy Parrish was on. I'm a big fan of Jeremy Parrish. He works for IGN right now. He used to be editor-in-chief of 1UP.com. And he said something very insightful I found. He he was talking about uh, video games have traditionally been, at least in 3D, boxes with things painted on the walls. Hmm. And that is the extent to which you can interact with your environment. You go in and out of the door... But in the room, there might be some enemies, or there might be an item. But essentially, it's it's just you. Know, here's the textures of the walls, and you're in a box. <laughs> and it's none more apparent than when video games first started their foray into 3D with Wolfenstein yeah. and Doom. Every room is just a wall. There's not. It might look like there's stone on that wall, but you can't interact with it. like. And there's a picture on the wall in mm-hmm. Wolfenstein, or these these. Um, big Nazi kind of uh, um, uh, curtains that might be in a room, but you yeah. can't you can't move them aside. No. You can't do anything. At most, you can do is click that spacebar enough times and hope that a, a secret, a secret wall. wall will just pop open. <laughs> yeah. and it has nothing to do with your environment. No, and we're still kind of promised that things like that happen with Force Unleashed. Anything you can interact, you can't interact with everything. No, we're still far ways away from interacting with everything. Duke 3D. Tried to make more interactive. Well, they environments. had stalls and bathrooms you could open, and you go into like the strip club and you'd see the girls dancing. You go into the stall and you use the stall. Yeah, like, and you flush the toilet. I think they they try. They tried. Oh, no, that's the, really early. The, they are trying to make. They are trying to progress, and I feel that that is is a worthy endeavor. I, I don't think anyone necessarily wants a game where you can literally interact with everything. That was Shenmue. Shenmue was released <laughs> from the Dreamcast by Sega. Did you play that game, uh, Leon? I know. I, I never had Sega consoles. So you, you walk around and you get a job at the docks, it, yeah. and you can go in all these homes, and you can walk in the homes. And this is how the creator touted it. He's like, you can go into a home and you can open up all the drawers, and he's right. You can open those drawers, <laughs> but a lot of times there's nothing in the drawer. There's nothing going on. <laughs> but you can open it, and you might find a paring knife inside. You're like, awesome, take paring knife. Like you get so excited because yeah. you found something. But you know, a lot of people rubbed it the wrong way. They want more action heavy, kind of more directed. Um, I suppose there is a market for people who want to literally walk around and have a second life, as it were, where you can interact <laughs> with everything. Was, wasn't there a second life? Second life does exist, but it's not as interactive as you would think. No. Um, so anyway, um, this is how I feel Force Unleashed, why it kind of failed. I feel it was, it was, it was not a, high, a very quality product. And uh, that's kind of one of the last things that the, 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 the studio has notably made. And I, I do notice there's been a drop in content. So for me, I feel that LucasArts is a shell of what it used to be. Yeah. That's my feeling. What's I'm your not, take? I'm not shocked Disney closed it down because they're right. They can just license the, the, the property to people who want to make it and mm-hmm. then they don't have to shoulder any of the loss. They just license the product. Wouldn't you love for Naughty Dog to get that license and see how Naughty Dog would make it? <laughs> Naughty Dog Star Wars? Wouldn't you love that? Yeah. You guys both love Naughty Dog. I love Naughty Dog. And they're very cinematic in how they create their games. That's very true. They could really incorporate well, some and they, stuff. And they, they put the adequate amount of money behind it, I think. That's the big thing. I mean, fortunately, it's all right, but it didn't feel... It was missing a lot of things. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't want Rockstar necessarily to get it, because they're prone to making open-world stuff, and I'm an open-world guy, but I imagine there's a market of people who would love an open-world uh, Star Wars game where you're just you know, running tattooing around. tattooing? That sounds boring. Hanging around? Well, I mean, what if it was something more based on... Um, what's the main city? Um... Coruscant? Coruscant. Coruscant. I keep thinking of the the Foundation series. Uh, oh yeah, Trantor, but, that's basically um, what it it's, is. Yeah, it's a Coruscant. Series. I love that you just said Trantor. <laughs> that made my geek, my, my geek heart pound. <laughs> uh, what if what if they had missions in Coruscant as a Jedi Knight that you had to like you know 
I don't know what Jedi Knights do in, in, uh, in, in capital cities, but keeping the peace or solving disputes or going into bars and shooting Guido before he shoots you. Or yeah. well, what was the game that was canceled? The, it, the, the, Star Wars thirteen thirteen. That's yeah. Like that they, they got, they you were going to be uh, Boba Fett, so you're a bounty hunter, pretty much. Uh, yeah, I'm That's one of the one, I'm one of the few people in this world who is not. Swayed by how awesome this guy is. I don't. I, I, people just like the helmet. They I don't like, that's a, it's the Mandorian armor. That's exactly it's, it's what helmet. it is. That's what yes. people love I don't about know what that's that is. Exactly like, what it is. Like I, I was raised to like be like that's Boba Fett. It's it's love of a character based on visual appeal because in the he, movie he, he doesn't looks, do anything. He looks damn cool. and then he dies. He dies really quick. Really and his his ship is cool looking. But too. then they write books yeah, that he didn't they, actually die. Well, they retcon it and he gets out of the pit. The the whatever the pit was, he couldn't digest him. So he yeah, got the jet, he's flying around like an idiot, and then the stray laser beam hits his backpack, and that's yeah. the end for him. Like this is the guy you thought was amazing. He's useless. It's because George Lucas didn't really care. He's like, I put him in there for what he needed to be, kind of a foil, a bounty hunter, and then yeah. I'm done with him. And everyone's like, Are you kidding me? His helmet's so cool. <laughs> if helmet. he took his helmet off, no one would no care. No one cared. It's true. Or if he had a different, if he had no helmet, nobody would want, nobody cared about Boba Fett. Yep, absolutely. It's. I think it's kind of it's a helmet that reminds me of Magneto, right? Yeah, oh, it's yeah. kind of phalanx armor that yeah. they kind it's of got that like T shape. That's what people love. They think that the phalanx looks so super awesome. That's true. Um, those old armor pieces that they used to wear, or the, or the I guess Romans also. And so you look at Magneto, and instantly you're attracted to the visual feast mm-hmm. that Magneto gives you. Not in the movies, though. Well, not in the movies. Well, in um, the first class. And, and I, I, I imagine Jack Kirby was drawing from that source of that helmet when he drew it. And then you realize that there's something actually behind Magneto. He's an interesting character with a, a very tragic mm-hmm. backstory, and he's a very compelling Which character. Did not exist under Jim uh, or uh, Stanley at all. <laughs> well, was, no, he was just maniacal. Yeah, it was purely but, a Claremont creation. Um, and, but then from Claremont's era, they've really improved on it too. Yeah. Uh, and then you have this Boba Fett character, and like the only effort they've made to give him some sort of back—I haven't read the books to be fair—but in the movies, they give him this backstory by saying, "Well, he's a clone of another guy who has the same armor." Yeah. And so <laughs> this other generation of new viewers comes in and goes, "Jango Fett is the coolest guy ever." Look at his armor, and they're so enraptured by it. And at least he has a fight with you know a he Jedi. Has something like yeah, him. in the rain. Um, but this, you know, he's the, he's the identical clone of this other guy who wore the same armor. That's his legacy. Good job, guys. Like, I don't, I, I don't know. Anyway, so I'm not so crushed that thirteen thirteen may not be coming out, but I, I hear it was pretty interesting. It looks, the production of it, yeah. The videos, it looked pretty cool. But there's nothing that makes it, me believe that they could just, make it at another studio. If they no, they right. will. No, yeah, it's it, not dead. They, they're just trying to yeah. find somebody to pick it, up. It felt interesting that it felt like it was using the property in a way that we hadn't seen. Because usually it's like you get to be a Jedi or you get to follow certain characters or you know. But this was going to be felt like it was going to be something a little bit different. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's what they need to do. There's so many different areas and places you can go with the Star Wars property, but they usually just go in a few different directions. To a Jedi or a Force user or whatever. Because that's usually what people kind of want to do, but maybe not. I'll like, be a scoundrel like uh, Han Solo, just uh, yeah, like, like it can just be set things. in that universe. It could be in and around those kind of the events of the original trilogy, whatever they want to do. But there's ways to do it in a way that are more interesting hmm. than just falling into the same traps. Because then, like after a while, you get bored of playing with the Force. You're like, yeah, well, I can do everything now. I've leveled it up, and now I can do everything <laughs> I want to do. Well, that's the thing too, right? I mean, the Force was before superhero video games became anything, and before you could actually imbue yourself with powers. Mm-hmm. The only other way to get it was by being a Jedi, a Jedi right? Yeah. Um, I don't know a lot of actually a lot of successful video game um, franchises that that incorporate licenses from superheroes don't ever have a lot of powers. Like Spider Man, ultimately on the power scale, he's not that powerful. He's mm-hmm. a street level hero. Yeah. Sure. Batman's a street level hero. Those are kind of the two most powerful, Except or, that or, mind. Um, popular <laughs> games, right? Yeah, no, you're right. Um, we, Superman's has yet to have a really good game. It's not very Hulk had a few decent ones. 
Um, yeah, I, I can't think of anyone else who's actually they're making games for for superhero that lets you be as empowered as a Jedi could be. Running super fast with force speed, jumping super high with a force jump, force shields, yeah. choking abilities, throwing your saber, calling it back to you. Like all that stuff is very empowering if it's done right. It's interesting how little of that is actually in the Jedi's in the movies. That we really get to see. Yeah, it. they actually put a lot of it in. I feel the opening scenes of Episode One. Yeah. Where they're running around the base for no reason, and they're like they're yeah. jumping out of impossible heights, out of gratings, and and we don't really know why those Jedi are there. It's never made clear. It doesn't make any sense. Not but really they enough. did a few cool things: shoving your lightsaber through a door, and then carving out a hole. Mm. That we always dreamed of seeing that in a Star Wars movie. And you That's get true. sparks in the original trilogy, but you don't mm. see a lot of him carving things up with that. Not at all. Except with Tauntaun. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting to go back and watch and see like all the things they didn't do, mm. but they couldn't do. I mean that that the, the climactic uh, lightsaber fight in uh, uh, Obi Wan and Vader. Uh, no, not even that one. The one in the that one disappoints me. In the sixth one, that's right. In the, the I, I think it holds up. I like that fight. It's a good fight, but at the, the same time, fight like, with the Emperor watching, it's yeah. it's really cool. But at the same time, you're like, this is not uh, nearly as as dramatic. Or well, they're not flipping around everywhere. Yeah. But... Which I think like, it was cool to see when they brought, did the new trilogy, but then it felt like too much. Like each one was What's the each name? battle of the lights. Ray Park. Ray Park, yeah. yeah. Each battle of the lightsaber was this gigantic choreographed battle sequence. I actually just wanted it to be a fight with, like, it's basically <laughs> a sword fight. And every sword fight does not need to be, like, Princess Bride, where they're like, oh, oh guess what I'm doing. And right. There is less fencing in, in the new movies. There's more flippy flippy, more uh, influences from Southeast Asia or the yeah. Asian continent, but, like, martial artists kind of worked into it. Yeah, and Ray mm-hmm. Park brought that to it. I mean, that's why they hired him. Yeah. Um, but they, they, I don't know. I think we're kind of moving a critique now of the Star Wars series. Sorry, yeah. My apologies. <laughs> I, I, I feel bad for those who've lost their jobs at LucasArts, but I don't feel the studio is a big loss in terms of the fabric of publishers. No. And it does make sense to give it to, give it to the developers, people who really have may, may be able to have more of a passion for the project. I think there's some possibilities that could be really exciting. Yeah, I think this. it's purely a business move. They just don't want to shoulder the burden if no. the, the game fails. Because well, it's a difficult business, right? Like if the, if the game doesn't do well, that's a big financial downfall. It's, mm-hmm. yeah. it's, like, it's like putting out a movie. It's the same thing. I mean... Mm-hmm. But Disney understands movies. I don't think they understand yeah. video games. They're, rather, they're just happy just making the licensing money. Disney That's Interactive all. doesn't make very good games. No. Um, they just shut down uh, the Epic Mickey studio. Yeah. Um, what's his name? Warren something. Warren Spector. At least they tried. Uh, that up. They tried it for two games and they performed poorly. And uh, the, the games are both plagued by issues that people... I mean, the first game had probably the camera angles. Was but, yeah, the 3DS game was boring. It was awful, yeah. It was just like walking from room to room and then a cutscene. It was just really boring. Mm-hmm. It's too bad. Because they have great characters. Like, I, I almost bought Epic Mickey 2 just because I like Oswald. And I wish that Disney would take the time to invest the money. That's what they have to do. They'd have to invest the money in creators mm-hmm. and people who could train other people. Who are, like, bring Disney people in. Bring Disney uh, writers or, or artists in yeah. to that environment. And then have them, tr- like, train each other. Yeah. The, uh, the artists train the video game developers in, like, art design. Yeah. And the video game developers train them in game design. And so you bring up this new generation of a, of a studio that can combine both elements. But they don't understand it, and they don't really think it is, is part of the business they want. No. They want the licensing, right? Uh, THQ. Yeah. Um, uh, the only real game series that I... I mean, I played The Blob and The Blob 2, and I enjoyed them both in different ways. Um, but I was done with that series. Mm-hmm. So the only other series I played outside, or franchise I played outside of that, was Darksiders. I played the first one. Um, I don't... I didn't... I, after playing it for about 12, 15 hours, I was almost at the end... And you know it's bad when you get to a point and you're just like, I'm almost at the end of this game and I can push forward and do it. I but just you know, don't want to do yeah. it anymore. I don't want it anymore. That's horrible. Uh, I think one of the things I, I just liked was Joe Mad's art. His big bulky design yeah. on, on War was just horrible. I did not like it. 
Um, the world had an interesting coloration. I like that they colored it like a comic book. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, in the end, it, this it's a pseudo Zelda style, right? Mm-hmm. You it, all Zelda games since Link to the Past have been you need to go get an item. So collect three different things to get that item. Once you get that item, which in Zelda is the Master Sword, mm-hmm. now you can go after the big bad guy. So go collect eight or six different other items to get into his castle. Yep. Like, that is the same format. Um, I didn't then you get a power-up that you use in that specific dungeon. Yes. Yeah, oh, always. And that's the same model mm-hmm. they use here, too. Yep. I just didn't feel it had the same charm and life that a lot of Zelda games mm-hmm. have. I didn't feel it was a bad game, but it didn't make me want to get the second one. No. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's, it's kind of sad that Joe Madreira has lost his job at that studio, as far as we know. But the franchise is still available to be picked up, as I understand it. It's still at first sale. It wasn't purchased yet at that time of the big sale-off when they were selling mm-hmm. everything for bankruptcy. But I think it could still get picked up. But other than that, THQ is not a huge loss for me. I feel that's harsh to say. But I haven't. I've never played a game that they actually put together. I've bought things that they've published, but not that they've actually developed. Okay. I was sad about THQ closing down because of Saints the. Row? No, no, the, the South Park game they're making. Oh, yeah, the RPG. Oh, yeah. yeah. But uh, it got picked up, so somebody's making it. Yeah, that's... I, yeah. I think Ubisoft picked it up. Oh, good. <laughs> I don't care. I just love South Park, so... You still watch it? Sure, yeah. Like, currently? Like, you're up on the current stuff? Or... I don't think it's on right now. I don't think anybody's up on current Family Guy or South Park. They like the shows, but it's not... Even I Simpsons, too. I like Simpsons, but I'm not currently. I'm I, like, I used to love Family Guy, and then it just... I grew up. <laughs> oh, no. I did. Well, take it, that stuff. Yeah, well, he's he's a funny guy, and he's an amazing creator, but yeah, I, I grew up out, out of the area where Family Guy was targeting, yeah. so. Okay. Where Simpsons, I felt like it, it got younger. Like, it used to be very, like... Got more juvenile. Yeah, it was, more like, more high, high satire, very very cutting political satire yeah. and social satire. And I mean, became... you can watch... And now it's just about dumb Homer. Yeah, yeah, you can watch <laughs> yeah all... it is. You can watch almost every, any episode from the first ten seasons, and for the most part, they're pretty good. First ten? Season one about, is not good. I don't know about the first <laughs> Okay, ten. well, first one... The first season had some good ideas, but it wasn't long. I animated. say three to nine, maybe ten. I'd be mean to two. I like two. Two is more heartfelt. There's less satire. That's true. The but best it's... satire is, is, is the Conan O'Brien years. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, so, I mean, that, that's a show, like, that... It got juvenile because it was competing with other juvenile comedies. Mm-hmm. Now, one comedy which I always kind of appreciated, but I didn't follow it all the way along, was King of the Hill. Because it, it stayed Sorry, with I just want to sort of side. Uh, yeah. It's funny that we use the word juvenile because juvenalian satire, which is a type of satire, there are yeah. two types, is the one that's usually more cutting and more hard, really? like harsh. Yeah. Interesting. So, the term juvenile, we're using it meaning it's too kitty. Yeah. But the juvenalian satire. Okay, that's too, that's too English major stuff. No, that, <laughs> that, that, no, that was actually awesome. Thank you. All right. But I, I always felt King of the Hill is not as it was never as funny as any of the other shows. But it it always it was very consistent. I think it was what ten eleven years. Ago. It had its charm. It had its charm, and it never strayed away from that. It knew what it was doing, mm-hmm. and it was consistent. Whereas Simpsons started off so uh, strong, a little weird, and then it got strong. And got so strong, and it was incredibly uh, cutting at times, and it was just and now it just kept going, and then it just it just <laughs> do won't you feel stop. That, do you, I don't. I'm not familiar with South Park because I don't. But uh, do you feel that South Park is going that way too, Leon? South Park went the opposite. Sorry, the first season was terrible. Like it was all fart jokes. It was all Mm -hmm. Kenny's dad. Like oh my god, and and then it got. And then I don't know when it happened. They did Team America World Police, and they switched. (laughs) Oh, a few years later, I remember like um, Ben Riley showed me an episode. I'm like, this is really funny. This is really good. It was smart. Cutting like, humor, hmm. and it wasn't the juvenile humor. It started with. But maybe I would like it now more. I think it's still good. I, it started I, with I bathroom like humor, and I don't think it ever actually went back to that. I the last time I it has been a while since I watched one, 
But it is smart commentary. I think it, it's uh, it's hit or miss. Some episodes are really funny, and then some yeah. don't work. But Plus, the fact that they they only make it in a week. That's why. That's why I, they have really current. Stuff. Yeah, that's, that's like their system. That's really. their system. They I've make heard, it. They I make it. They can't do it any other way. Like they've been asked. Like, hey, yeah. just, like no, we don't. The do way that. they make that hot dog is very like mm. yeah. it's a it's a system, but it's it's so up to date. Yeah. That, whereas when Simpsons tries to be like you know current. Or try to have like current pop stars. They're behind. Like, they'll literally bring a pop star on the show. They'll bring Miley Cyrus in the show and she'll do a voice. They hit Britney Spears once. Like, over. This is Britney Spears. Hi. Yeah. And that was basically it. Right. It's terrible. It was awful. And it was just, and they do that all, all the time. They always th- shoehorning in remember when they went celebrities. To, remember when someone uh, had um, spasms or attacks, uh, epileptic shock, uh, when they watched certain flashing colors in yeah. animes? And then the Simpsons had to go to Japan. Yes. And then they ended the episode by all going into, into yes. shock when they saw the colors. Yeah. Yeah. Really cutting edge, guys. Yeah. Really nice. It wasn't the same. So yeah. South Park can be more topical because they make the episode the week before yeah. in a week and then they it's okay. up. Plus, I think because it's really just them. Like so it's more like the Daily Show, where they're actually taking topical things. Than yeah, it is topical. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I think the consistency is because it's still like it's one, still the two guys. It's basically one guy. I think who writes it. We're well, going off the rails here. Sorry, we're off the rails of video games. <laughs> so we don't care about THQ. <laughs> okay. TSQ brought it on themselves. They they invented in or they invested in this Udraw tablet. Or yeah, whatever. that did not. Work and that's where they lost all their money, and that's why they 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 busted. Well, I think they also made a lot of poor business decisions along the way. They with choose, choose. Studios. It does. It is sad to see multiple studios going though, because as you know, it's expensive to put together these games, and there's more and more uh, incentive or not incentive, but pressure to have like the big game mm-hmm. or be the next big mm-hmm. thing. Like that's instead of just putting out a quality product, it's about trying to make this the big splash and. It's unfortunate. Uh, and to be it's fair, unfortunate we lose different companies because, I mean, as much as I may not have liked a lot of LucasArts promotions and stuff, like, there's still always potential with different voices. And by having more voices go out of work, that's never good. But there are also new studios popping up all the time. Yeah, and a lot sure. of the studios that made some of these games, um, they they may have been disbanded, but those people will still find mm-hmm. work elsewhere. That's true. And they can make their own companies. Yeah. Because uh, CHQ didn't... Uh, I don't think there's a lot of work they actually did in house. No. Most of it was just publishing other studios that they were funding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were a publisher. No, yeah. so uh, there's still hope. It happens every transition. Every ne- every generational transition, we lose people and then we gain people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, yeah, because a lot of people don't stay with these companies anyway. Mm-hmm. Speaking of which, uh, Way Forward just had a split. Uh, Way Forward is a studio that I have two minds about. Um, they have recently announced. Speaking of news, uh, they're making the HD remake of Ducktales. <laughs> Yep. Uh, I've heard from certain reviewers or people who tried it that there was more cinematics in it. They're actually incorporating more story. Interesting. Maybe because they got the old voice actors back. They did. They actually got the original Scrooge back. Yeah. Which is pretty crazy. Is he like he's like ninety six yeah. years old. Yeah. It's awesome. So he's in there, and so I guess they're putting. I don't know how. I don't like cinematics, especially in old Nintendo games. I don't want them to shove that in there. I think that WayForward has very talented art direction, but their game direction, like their game, the way they build their games, isn't always mm. got the best theory. Yeah. Incorporated into what else they put, have they released? Double Dragon Neon. Yeah, Double Dragon Neon, Neon yeah. was very fun because it was a very wink and nod to the 80s. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it had a little bit of problems with it just being like overly difficult and not necessarily smooth hit detection. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say that even their Blood Rain was, I mean... I never played that one. It's like a Castlevania game they were trying to make, but uh, the combat isn't very familiar. I, I didn't like that. I played a little oh, bit. It? Yeah, it's not that great. But then they make games like Contra 4 for DS, which is brilliant. And yeah, Contra 4 like, was awesome. Boy and his Bob for a week, which is really tender and sweet and really enjoyable. Mm. And then they make another game, and you're like, oh, it kind of just doesn't, doesn't. It's a miss, you know. I'm hoping this is a hit because I want more. So there's been a split, and the company that was made from these ex-employees of Way Forward is uh, Yacht Club Games, and they're making a game. Uh, Kickstarter just finished for Shovel Knight. I don't know if you've seen any videos for this, Leon. And Adam might even be doing it. They're saying we're making an 8-bit game, but we're making it in 2013. 
So it looks very 8-bit. They actually got the original composer for Mega Man to come in. She's, oh, yeah? She's doing some songs really? for, for some music for this. If you just play the video and listen to the music, it's extremely 8-bit. Uh, it takes elements from, like, DuckTales mm. uh, and from Mega Man. And so there's a lot of... He, it's a knight with a shovel. And so, you know the pogo bounce in DuckTales? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff like that where he's bouncing off people's heads with a shovel and things yeah. like that and, and, and getting through traps. And So it looks very charming. Uh, this is a, a, a Kickstarter that I was really interested in funding. Did you back um, it? I didn't. Oh. Because it, it not only matched, it not only met its goal by the time I was looking at it, but it, it got all of the perks. Oh, good. So everything's maxed out. So I'm like, I'll just buy it then when it comes out. I'm going to give them my money. I'm just yeah. not going to give it to them now. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, so I mean there's an example of a new studio that just was, was yeah. created and they're making a game I'm very interested in and, mm. uh, unfortunately at this time Adam it's only available for either 3DS or for Wii U oh. but it will, they might port it elsewhere well that's too bad <laughs> I am excited about DuckTales though yeah since you mentioned it it tickled yeah. every uh, nostalgia so bone yeah. well because I never I don't own the original games yeah. and obviously the, this is going to be really revamped and totally redone well, the level design apparently is the same, but they're just made. They're just building a new engine with new graphics. I like that. I like that because I mean, part of me, part of me wants to be able to just play the original game and have I it have do it. that. I can bring it over and we can you play it. You should do that because I would love that. It's a great game. I, I I played it once when I was younger, but it's I, actually fairly difficult. Yeah, yeah, well, a lot of those games were. Yeah. And then, I, but I like the idea that we could open the door to more of these remakes. So. Well, they said if this sells, yeah. uh, Chippendales is coming. I want I want Darkwing Duck. We don't call it Chippendales. Chippendales Rescue Rangers. And Chip and Dale. Sorry, I, all I hear oh, is the Chippendales. Oh, no, here it so is. think about those guys in speedos. Oh right? man, from the previous podcast, <laughs> Macho Man's rearing his ugly head again. Oh man. Um, yeah, I'd be fine with Chippendales Rescue Rangers coming out, um, but for some reason I want Darkwing Duck, and I don't. I guess I it's because Darkwing I haven't Duck. really played. It's a, it's a Mega Man clone, really. Is what I, it is. I is want, that what it is? I yeah. want Darkwing Duck because I have never played it, and I own Rescue Rangers. So I don't care. Or I care less because I, I, I can play it. Just like with you with DuckTales. You could play DuckTales already. It is appealing though, to see an HD version and a reimagining of these graphics like mm-hmm. fully fleshed out cartoons. That is neat. I don't I don't really expect to like the HD remake of DuckTales anywhere as much as, much as I like the original. No, I don't expect you what to What if it either. plays exactly the same? It won't though. If they've just improved it in every single way, yeah. then okay. But I don't imagine that's going to happen. What if the timing of the jumps? It just, Again, this it is feels way, right. This is way same. forward. I mean, they make Contra 4 one day and then they make Mighty Switch Force another. And Mighty Switch Force is like it's so garbage. boring. Yeah. It's beautiful looking. It's just boring. Mm. A little sexist. <laughs> a little sexist? Well, the deal is you're walking around as a sexy cop, rescuing, not rescuing, um, bringing back to justice sexy lady criminals who've escaped from prison, and you get and you capture them all, and then the level ends, and then at the end you get a picture of them all doing a sexy car wash. Really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> what is that about? They're, they've been critiqued for that already. I'm not going to do it again. Okay. Um, um, yeah. Now, and, and I, we had talked before, you wanted to mention about the CAOs of EA and Square Enix. Let's uh, talk about John Riccatello first. Okay. Or Ricciatello, however you say the two C's. I don't know. I'm say, everyone says Riccatello. It's been okay. anglicized. Okay. Um, so here's this silver fox who uh, has been running, uh, he, he's a solid silver hair, uh, running EA for the past, what, six years? Yep. And he's been very controversial in the way that he not only handles... Uh, the methodology through which EA sells and distributes its product and handles its product lines, and mm-hmm. that referring to a lot of online-only play. Mm-hmm. He also introduced the online pass. And the other thing is... Mm-hmm. Uh, the microtransactions. And microtransactions. And the other thing is is how he has been handling um, public relations with people, his responses. Okay. So those are the kind of the two areas I think that he had problems, and I think that's why he was asked to step down. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people have said, well, it's because SimCity. SimCity just recently came out, and it's bombing... Um, that's why he's leaving. There, I think there are a lot of other problems. 
to touch on that more specifically, SimCity came out uh, recently. It sold like 1.4 million copies in the Crazy first amount. week or yeah, something, awesome. first two weeks. Uh, so that's not a failure, but people are, are forbearing buying more or, or entering into that space and buying it, like myself, because, because it's DR. online only. Yeah. And it went online only to the point where the servers can't even hold support it. People mm-hmm. are dropping games left and right. You can't play it unless you're online. The online doesn't work. So EA is madly trying to scramble to fix the server problem, but it's really hurting the brand yeah. and the reliability and the depend- people who, who trust EA. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, I don't think, is the lone reason. I think there are a few other reasons we could look at. You were talking about DRM, uh, Leon? or, or yeah. How do you feel about DRM and microtransactions? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I, I don't know how I feel about it. The DRM... It, like I guess because uh, so what does that mean? Uh, digital rights management. Thank you. It's Basically, just, you have to be online to play the game, so they can make sure you're not stealing it. Yeah, because they're worried oh. about the piracy, so they have to make it online, so they check that it's a legitimate copy. But it only hurts the people who pay legitimately, because the pirates they find another. Way they to, do it anyway. Yeah, they, they yeah. find a way to They'll crack it. They'll make a patch that plays without that. So all it does is punish the honest people, and then uh, what happens a lot of the times? Because I remember for the Ubisoft game, it was uh, like one of Assassin's Creed that had it, and uh, it didn't work, so they. The legitimate buyers, they downloaded the pirated version to play their game. <laughs> and, and that happens. It, it happens. And, and, they, and these pirators, these guys who make patches and crack things, they do it within like a week of release of any mm, software. Oh, like yeah. This take them long. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that I don't like it. Because, I mean, I've got... Um, I have two games that I have used DRM on my PS3. Uh, one of them is um, Bionic Commando Rearm 2. Adam also owns this game. Oh, yeah, you're you right. You notice that it signs in before That's you play a game? right, and they can't play it if you can't sign if in. If your internet goes down because there's a rainy day and something happens with the lines and oh, you feel yeah, like no, playing Bionic like, Commando 2, you cannot play it. And the other one is Final Fight What if you're already Impact. playing? Uh, if you're already playing, you're shut down. Okay. Uh, Final Fight Double Impact. is. Uh, it came with two games. Uh, one was like Sorcerer's... I forget what it's called. It's, a, it's an old arcade game. Uh, and, uh, and Final Fight. And I was like, okay, so I get to play some of these old arcade games. It's pretty cool. And then I get on and I play it, and it's like checking to see for Final Fight. You're worried about people pirating Final Fight? It's like a 20 year old game, and it's not even that good. Like, what is the problem with you yeah. guys? So, Capcom, those are two Capcom games. That is ill will I have towards them. And Ridiculous. I'm at the point now where I won't buy games that are DRM. Hmm. So, my, uh, Spin, uh, Spin City. <laughs> Sim City interests me but not the business practice they're using I think it yeah. alienates me well it was a PR disaster all this what happened yeah and now microtransactions which again which kind of came under his, under his, his leadership um, these are things in a game that you don't have to buy in no. order to enjoy it but they, some people feel it cheats the integrity of the game for example some microtransactions in certain games like um, oh, I can't forget the name of the RPG you can essentially buy levels yeah yeah hmm. how do you feel about that that's weird. You're leveling up your character, but someone else comes in with money and goes, "Okay, I'm on the same, I'm the same level as you." Yeah. Like, how many hours I'm playing? I'm playing twenty hours. I've been playing sixty hours. We're on the same level. <laughs> I spent some money. Or certain items or certain weapons. You mm-hmm. come in there and you're like, "Well, this weapon is the best weapon in the game." Ninety nine cents. I, I want the best weapon in the game. What's ninety nine cents? You yeah. buy that and you go, "Well, here's a few skins for your character. Would you like these?" I'll give you a, sell you a pack of twenty for four dollars. Oh, okay, that's a good deal. I'll buy that. Now you spend a hundred dollars on this game just because you want everything. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Just like day one DLC or. Oh. Stuff that's locked on the on the disc. It's already, already on the disc. It's already the, there. The, the unlock code, which yeah. is like 100 kilobytes, yeah. is going to cost you $50. Or yeah. not 50, 50. $10. 10, 15, yeah. No, that yeah, a it's lot. a bunch of shady practices. I don't like it. So these are things that alienate the consumer base. Well, because last generation, all these skins and costume packs and weapons, they'd be unlockables in the game. Mm-hmm. Like you'd have to beat the game to yeah. get these. Yeah. So they're already in there. There's yeah. an incentive to play And now, more. It's, now if you want them, you don't have to play to unlock them. You just pay 15 bucks and you get it all. 
and, and I'm not saying the EA is the only one who's guilty of this. Mm-hmm. Capcom is really guilty of this. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. But it's the way that um, they handled the public relations. Like, the people would criticize her, they'd say it, and you've got um, responses like, well, you should deal with it then. Or, yeah. this is the way it is. Or, you know, just snarky. Uh, Taco Bell can pull it off. Okay? Taco Bell has this whole P- brilliant PR campaign where they just basically, like, something gets tweeted out about Taco Bell, and, and the people behind it are, like, just, just, just sar- sarcastic and smart about it. You know, like, I remember uh, this one guy who, there was a tweet or something about Taco Bell, and he's like, hey, you know, um, I just, Taco Bell just gave me a, a, a meat baby. I've been impregnated by a meat baby, and uh, I feel like I'm, you know, I, I, I basically saying I've eaten too much of your product. And they're just like, okay, so when's the due date? This response is just kind of very cute kind of messages. Like, there's another one where um, they say, the tweet goes out and says, Taco Bell's food is only composed of five ingredients, and all they do is just repackage them in different shapes, and they sell it to us. And the response was, so? <laughs> like, it's not insulting, right? But it's, it's kind of cute and kind of putting you on guard. Whereas Riccatello's, under his leadership, um, I feel like not only have there been a lot of people upset at these issues that have come up, but they have not handled them with mm-hmm. class, or, with, you know, they've been a little too curt. I uh, just sorry, just a quick mention. Uh, I had a I had a meat baby in the weekend when we had that that pizza burger. Oh my god, Boston pizza! I don't think Boston pizza is in the states. I don't think so. I think, but it, they had this thing. It was a it, Adam describe it. Uh, I don't know how to. They <laughs> well, first the advertisements on this pizza burger. What were they saying? Like for all those who couldn't, who will you eat this for? Like yeah. it's for all your dead homies or something, <laughs> you know? And they're like for all the Vikings and the peasants and the Romans in, in past times who couldn't eat it. Will you eat this for them? Like, it was just a weird... Anyway, it's a meat patty. It's a burger patty. And on top of it is cheese. Yeah. And on top of it is is pepperoni. And then around all of that is basically bread. Oh, yeah? In, like, it was a pita pocket. Yeah, pocket it almost, was like a pita pocket. It was the most heartiest thing I've ever eaten. You loved uh, it. Nate couldn't get through his. I powered through mine. It was upsetting. Disgusting. It was too much. Uh, don't eat that at, at Yeah, if, you, if you're in Canada, don't go to Boston Pizza and get a pizza burger. Who will you eat it for? No one. <laughs> just just, just say like no. That's the, um, the double down. Remember they had that recently, yeah, or last yeah. year? Oh, yeah. That, don't do that. <laughs> so um, I guess one of the other big problems I've seen in, in EA's um, past few years is uh, Star Wars Old The Old Republic. Oh, the MMO? Yeah, the Bioware made for them. Mm. Uh, but the problem is that, I mean, I, I hear I keep hearing stories about, like, it's super hard to level up in this game. Like, you get the chance to become a Jedi, yeah. but you have to play, like, for 40 hours or something before you can level up and progress your character to become a Jedi. Oh, really? And it was, like, really a big grind, and so people were having problems with it. And then they eventually made a patch where they changed the game so that it was easy to become a Jedi. So the people that had all this prestige and spent all this time and effort to become to get to this this class level. Oh, they got screwed. All of a sudden, they're like, now it's easier. Like they and they got pissed off. So like, I, and that game eventually didn't sell well enough. And I don't. Is it still going? It's free to play now. They uh, they changed it to free to play because yeah. it didn't do very well. No. So I think that these are a number of reasons why Ricatello kind of gets ousted. But that's kind of a big move because EA is one of the biggest publishers in North America, mm-hmm. and um, it has a long legacy. And right now, people are feeling squeezed. Um, how do you feel, Adam, about the pay the online pass they're doing in the sports games? I don't like it. Well, I, sports games, I don't mind as much. Because, Did you buy them new anyway? Well, yeah, because there's not much of a secondary market for sports games, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, if yeah, you, if people want it, they want. If you want it, a sports game, you're going to buy it when it comes out because you want to use the online features if there are any. But like, if you're buying on the secondary, probably don't need to play online. Like, no, 
But Leon and I are playing through uh, Dead Space 3 right now, Mm -hmm. and we both got a little online pass on it that says now you can go online and and enter this code, and if if I trade this game in, um, someone would have to buy the game and then go onto EA's site and then buy another download See, code. Tec- technically, there's not. I don't have any problem with that if if reused prices were in any way made sense. Hmm. But the reality is that if I want to go buy a new game, it's six dollars new, or I can buy it used for fifty five. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is correct. So I'm going to save my five dollars, and now I have to spend ten. Yeah. yeah. So and the worst part is, is that some people don't know about this type of stuff, like. It's, to be honest, like some of these games, if they're buying it used, they probably don't know about these online passes. So they're, they're the ones getting screwed. So I don't, in theory, I'm like, okay, they want to make some money on the secondary market. That makes sense. And, if, and they should be able to, yeah. yeah these they, companies aren't yeah. seeing money out of this. No. Yeah, like if, 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 if I go trade in a game and they're not going to get any money from the second purchase. That's GameStop's whole thing. So I'm fine with them wanting a piece of that pie, but no one's playing ball with them. So it, then it, it just kind of screws the consumer. Like if used games, like I, like I remember. But to be fair, that's because the consumer is ignorant. Yeah, and they haven't educated a little bit. themselves. A little it's bit, like yeah. with a used, used car. Like you don't go and buy a used car without really understanding what this model, True. the problems with this model, and what you might have to pay for. But at the same time, repairs. when I go get a used car, it's not usually like five dollars cheaper than a brand new car. Like no, you know they what I mean? depreciate in value as a quite substantial. Yes, and, and games should the same way. Like if I buy a game and it's not a big hit. If I want to bring it back to GameStop, they're going to pay me five, ten bucks, mm-hmm. but they're going to sell it for fifty dollars right. or forty dollars. Like, yeah. and and it may just sit there forever because they will not lower it. And like I remember when PS2 was out, like I used to go buy used games all the time because those games you always went down to like twenty bucks. But PS3 games just don't go that fast. Well, I mean, the ones that don't sell well, they do lower. They go a little faster. They a do. Little Uncharted bit. will stay there up higher longer. Yeah. But then you get a game like I don't know, um, Shadows of the Damned, which was released, you know, uh, by Grasshopper or made by Grasshopper Studios. Mm-hmm. People don't know what that is. Like I'm saying, that this game name right now, and I'm sure Adam hasn't played the game because no. you don't care about Suda Fifty One. But uh, Leon, you know what Shadows of the Damned? Did you play that? You know what that is? Um, I never played it. No. Like Leon's educated, but like. There's a reason why that game is down to twenty bucks. Yeah. Like people yeah. don't know or don't care, right? Just flew under my radar. I didn't really. So I, I guess it doesn't matter. It's a business practice. The things that are higher demand, they're going to keep in higher value. Yeah. Just but like I do agree that studios who put the money into developing these games should be entitled to some kind of you know uh, monetary uh, value uh, for their efforts. And if this whole the secondary market really eats into their their, their profits, there are a lot yeah. of people nowadays who don't buy at sixty and they go, "I'll wait." I waited for Dead Space. I'm waiting for Tomb Raider. I bought it at 40. Perfect. Tomb Raider, yeah. Tomb Raider's a, br- a brilliant game. I would really like that, but I'm going to wait because I don't, I don't know that at the time anyway. But I mean, I don't need to pay $6 for the game. Right. Because it's not as time sensitive that I have it. Whereas if I want to be able to enjoy a sports game, I should be buying what it Do comes out. Do you feel out. $60 as an asking price for virtually every game is, is absurd? Do you feel it should be more of a... Um, it depends on... on um, well, uh, yeah. I like cinematic games, so if there's if I can see the effort that's been put into it more, then I don't have as much of a problem. Obviously, I'd, I'd rather they be a little bit lower. Who wouldn't? But sixty dollars has been the price put for so long; I don't have a problem. But some smaller games, there should I think there should be some variation. It should be diversified price points. Like I, I, I like that. I think when I got Lego Batman, I think that was forty bucks. That's as much as you should have to pay for a new Lego game. Yeah. Yes, I but I mean, I, but I like that it was forty dollars. So then I felt like I was getting a deal mm. because I'm yeah. so used to I'm so conditioned to be sixty. Mm-hmm. So forty was like, oh, this is amazing. But then when I look at Vita, I'm like, oh, Vita's thirty dollars. <laughs> but I think Vita starts it with forty usually. No, it depends. They they're a bit more variable. Yeah, they they change. I've seen them start as high as fifty for a more popular games. Yeah, some are fifty, yeah. some are thirty, some are forty. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting when there is some variations like that and. 
anyways to get back to the core point I have no problem with them having the online pass it's just I, I think I wish that the secondary market would respect it a little bit more but they want their profit so it's these two yeah they're not two heads fighting anything, each other yeah. of course not yeah. but it's unfortunate and I almost wish that the um, that these companies would give better pricing to the big boxes so the big boxes could lower the price to screw the smaller gaming stores into maybe being a little bit more play ball which smaller gaming store? Well, not not smaller. Like gaming the little stores. guys who don't have any. No, why do you want to crush the little Hold guys? On. I, I, no, I, no, I want to. I want to. I want to crush EB a little. I want to crush GameStop. Yeah, I'm fine with you crushing GameStop. But Sorry, the, I want to crush the poor them. used guys seller on the corner. Well, poor GameStop. No, I don't want to crush them. Going on. I don't want to crush. The, but there aren't as many of those guys. No, they've been wiped out by what's almost a monopoly now. Yeah, no, the, it is. The it's only f- thing keeping them uh, GameStop in check is like the other big retail stores that are just yeah. there by virtue of their big retail stores, like, like Best Buy. Like when I was like 15 years old, I remember going to the York Mall in Toronto, and I'd be like, "There's CompuCenter and EB Games, and those are the two big places they could do games." Now there's just one. How, wait, how long ago was this? Uh, Mid '90s, late '90s. Really, I don't remember seeing them. I remember seeing Electronics Boutique. Sorry, it was Electronics Boutique. It Sorry. was EBX. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't remember GameStop until more than the 2000s. Yeah, that's right. It was Electronics Boutique and it was CompuCenter. And those are the two I wanted. For those of you who may not know, um, GameStop was around much longer, obviously, and it started in the States. When they came up into Canada, they basically bought a, a fairly large chain, a somewhat large chain, called Electronics Boutique. And it's EB Games. And so they essentially put all their stores into EB. Yeah. So in Canada, we use the term interchangeably. We yeah. do. Sometimes it's the, it's the exact same company, but they put up a store, and this is called EB. And then down the street, they put up a GameStop. It's, it's the true. exact same company. It's, it's the same. Exact because they same own company. both brands. It's like Best Buy and Future Shop. Yeah. 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 Or that at least feels more differentiated. Not really. Well, because it's the same. Well, we all know what's because the same. Best Buy bought Future Shop. The Future Shop was still there. Yeah. yeah. Whereas in this case, they kind of gutted it. Like, like the, the the whole inside store, the, the displays they use are all that, now that's GameStop displays. More what I meant. Then, like, they're, like oh, they, I see. they're identical. Everything is identical. Like, whereas there's there is a Future Shop and Best Buy, and sometimes brand. they'll have competing sales, even though it's the same company. <laughs> yeah. No, it's true. Future Shop have a sale. Whereas on. EB has all the same sales as GameStop because right. yeah, they the are database. the same. I get it. I see. Yeah. That's what I meant. Uh, well, I, uh, one of the reasons that has encouraged me to go digital only, as I've told you guys before, but maybe not on the, ca- on the cast, is that uh, I want to screw EB. <laughs> I'm no longer doing pre-orders from them. I'll either order from Amazon or Best Buy Future Shop. Uh, but for the most part, I, I just buy directly from the company. I do mm-hmm. I don't, on that download only, and I feel better for it. I don't. I don't. I've, ne- I've very rarely been treated respectfully by an employee at EB. Um, I always get the same spiel given to me, whether I want it or not. Whether I I, I, I acknowledge them in the middle of their their business talk where they try to upsell me like would you like get disc protection on this game Sorry. I don't need it it's a Blu-ray disc they're more scratch resistant than DVDs and then the response is well not necessarily and I'm like yes there can are I, three times can more I say one thing to that point because uh, when you mention it it reminds me of that Paul actually buys the disc protection oh no I cannot uh, on Blu-ray discs uh, well, he, on every game first of all he doesn't use his games oh no so maybe, maybe not on all of them but remember he mentioned one of his games didn't work I never buy he had bought the disc protection so it actually helped him in that case Otherwise, if, if the game screwed. doesn't work then that's a faulty product he can bring it back but I think there was something on the disc anyways bottom line is he has purchased it in oh, the past no. and I can't imagine and he doesn't even play like a PSP so he doesn't have the discs on that he played DS and 3DS they both use cartridges yeah. cartridges will last longer than you and I will yeah <laughs> it's true like that is ridiculous so he, he will spend that $3 no, or he has in the past at least what that, that building up over time incredible I say the same thing Nathan said I said they're Blu-rays they have a special layer yeah yeah. and I don't throw mine around my room so it's not yeah. an issue well, that's the thing I always thought is that I don't I, yeah. if they're not on the tray they're in the case that's yeah. it well, that's, that's, that's always been my point like what is gonna happen yeah I mean, I guess in that split second when I'm taking it out, I am Butterfingers. You crack it in half. Yeah. 
Oops. Well, and then they want to, and then they want to say things like, "Well, here's your the trading games we want the most. We want you to purchase. You know, bring them in. We'll give you this." I'm like, "Okay, I understand. I'm here almost every week. Here's the survey. Here's the survey. Do the survey. So, like, I do the survey every time. Thank you. <laughs> like, I don't need you to say the same thing in the same way. Yeah. Yeah. I have had actually one employee, not in Toronto. We actually went to Orangeville, and he was just a person, and he was yeah. just sort of chatting with us about games. He wasn't condescending to me. He wasn't telling me things that I already know. Yeah. Um, he did the spiel, but he's like, "Well, I, I guess you maybe you know this already, maybe not, but you can bring in games." And I said, "Yeah, I understand." And he went, "Great." Like, just a lot of these experiences have caused me to be very vehemently against that company, and I'm, I'm not going to trade things mm-hmm. anymore. And then just grab my shoulder in a in a weird pumping fashion because I I just pulled up EB Games as just an, as an example, and uh, one of the first things they showed was that if you buy both versions of MLB, you get twenty dollars off. Where was that the first day? <laughs> they brought this out now, but not when they were released. Oh. I didn't see it until now. At least oh, Adam Chapman. Adam, Adam, tell the story. Uh, well, I was really excited about buying MLB when it came out in March, and I really wa- I wanted to buy Vita and PS3, and that was extremely important to me. And nowhere, the only place I could find where you could bundle them together and save twenty bucks was on Amazon.com, which doesn't ship to Canada, uh, or at least wouldn't ship video games to Canada. So I was kind of stuck. So what I ended up doing is I ended up buying the PS3 version, I think at Amazon.ca or something. Because it, uh, it didn't really matter where I was going to buy it from. And I bought the Vita version uh, digitally because uh, they were having a sale at, uh, on the PSN network that if I uh, if I did that, if I spent more than $50 in the month, I would get $10 for every $50 I spent. So I'm like, well, this is, it's not really what I wanted, but it's, it's, the, best I can, it's yeah. the best I could do. And now to see that, you know, it's a month later, but now they have the promotion where I can bundle them. Yeah. Screw off. If they ever gave me a promotion like this with Capcom and said, Anyone who's bought um, Monster Hunter Three on the Wii U and we're, we're going to give you a discount on the PS on the uh, 3DS, I would do it in a day. Mm-hmm. I would absolutely do it. Yeah. So I'm waiting for that. I'm not going to. I don't think I'll do it until they do that. But I, there needs to be more of this cross yeah. buy cross kind of yeah uh, promotion because that's really well, especially odd. when it is like for e, uh, for MLB, it's the same game. Yeah, I mean, so there's no real need to have both. But I like being able to have it at home, play with others, and it's multiplayer. And, and, and the couch multiplayer and then also at the same time being able to play it on the go wherever I go and that's nice and I don't understand why they why they didn't just put it all in one like, and did you buy a physical copy of the MLB on your Vita or did you download it I digitally downloaded the Vita copy that's smart and because I bought it through the PlayStation yeah, Network yeah you're going to have it wherever you go and it's smart for portable yeah I mean for portable I, it's essential I, I, don't, I don't take yeah. out many of my discs anyway like I, I have I think three game discs yeah for, for the Vita I think I have Mortal Kombat uh, you mean cartridges, right? Cartridges, sorry. That's or like, cards, they're cards. Cards, yeah. I have Mortal Kombat, uh, MLB 12, and I think that might even be it. Uncharted? Lego? Uh, Game Lego? No, Assassin's Creed. Oh, yeah. Assassin's Creed because it came, it came in the box. It came in the box and doesn't have its own its own actual box. Though. Adam has the very sexy white Vita that came with that promotion. So <laughs> it is sexy. Everyone's a little jealous of him. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter how much I scratch that screen. Now, I probably should put, we should probably put this baby to bed about EA. Do you feel Leon or Adam... Um, it, it, Kind of hopeful that because the CEO has been has been forced to step down, that EA will maybe improve or change. Or are you guys okay with EA in the way they're they've been acting for the past six years? I feel like nothing's going to change anyway. You know, Riccatello was good at the start when he started because he he it was because of him that he, Mirror's Edge came about and um, yeah, but that they Dead didn't Space promote, One. But they, but they didn't promote Mirror's Edge. I know, but like he was he was instrumental in getting these new IPs out there instead of just the sequels like right. Dead Space. One or Madden, <laughs> Madden's Madden, is a sequelitis, right? Madden uh, mm. 105, Battlefield 4. <laughs> no, but Mirror's Edge, Dead Space, and I think 
Um, Those are two very good properties from EA, and a couple others. I would recommend if anyone out there who is interested in any kind of action games, mm. uh, try the take a look at them at least a video. I enjoy mm. both of those games thoroughly, mm. especially giving us like a leading female lady character mm-hmm. in Mirror's Edge who isn't like I don't know who who she she's not depicted for her femininity because you're no. always inside of her head, mm-hmm. and she, what she wears she wears like you know uh, warm ups or whatever and a tank top and gloves and, and stuff for running shoes, shoes. yeah because yeah. she's a parkour girl yeah. like she's not overly sexualized like, that no. was really nice mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> so um, okay I guess now a counterpoint to that or I guess a, a complimentary point is that uh, Yoichi Iwata Yoichi Iwata also a step down from Square Enix okay this makes me very happy well they've they've lost their way for a long time yes. During the PS1 days, Superintendent, they were like gaming uh, royalty. Like they yes. could do no wrong. They could do no wrong. And in the past decade, what is the one game that everyone has pleaded that they remake in HD? Final Fantasy VII. Is that the and one? instead they announce Final Fantasy X and Final <laughs> Fantasy X Two will be remade in HD. <laughs> and this comes when they. Made, I remember a quote from one of the developers or one of the the producers there, and he said, "We're not going to announce a Final Fantasy VII remake because if we do that." then it will suggest to everyone that we're out of ideas. <laughs> and that the new Final Fantasy games are, are essentially uh, creatively bankrupt. Yeah. So we won't do that until a last resort. We want to show everyone that our new product is worth mm-hmm. producing. And then a few months later, or a year later, they announced Final Fantasy X. HD re- remix. HD remake. <laughs> I'm like, what the blank? I and mean, Kingdom that, Hearts HD remix. Yeah, too. it's oh, unbelievable, really? right? So they and, and then they announced it. Like last year, they announced Final Fantasy X remake. Mm-hmm. And then nothing has been shown. Nothing has been promoted. What are they doing there? And instead, <laughs> they come to the PlayStation 4 press conference. And they're like, look at this new, like, in, in, like this video, essentially, we yeah. have of this game we want to develop. Or some kind of, or the graphics we're trying to develop. It's like a technical and, demo. Yeah, it's a tech demo. And yeah. then he goes, now, I want you all to be very tentative at E3 this year. <laughs> we'll have something to announce. I'm like, you <laughs> idiot. And then he walks off the stage. Like, they're just teasing us. Yeah. And they're not giving us the fan service that we mm. want. Mm. And I feel like there's been a lot of mismanagement with that. Like, nobody knows what they're doing. And no one can... I remember listening to the uh, Beyond podcast on IGN and they're like, uh, one of, I, I don't know, it was maybe Greg Miller who said, um, I'm not a business guy. Yeah. So I don't pretend to understand like the life cycle and, and, and release dates of products or, or any of these things. But i tell you what I could do at that company. I would love them to hire me and put me in front of a screen that shows all of the products that they're either pre- preparing or they'd like to prepare for the future. Yeah. And I would just point at the ones they should release. That's it. That's, that's my job. <laughs> release that one and that one. Don't do that one. That one's stupid. Do that one and that one. He's like, that can be my job. You know yeah. what I mean? And he's like, don't have to pay me any money. I'll just do that for yeah. them. And then if they make those games, they can make money. But instead, whoever's got that job is picking the other things. Like, we right. should do a third Final Fantasy thirteen sequel. I think yeah, that's who what wants we should that? do. Yeah, I think we should announce Final Fantasy thirteen Versus six years ago and never really show anything about it. You know, like, it's just baffling. So I think it's also very interesting. I find that American CEOs generally when there's problems in the company they tend not to step down right but Japanese CEOs they have this like honor system almost where like yeah. they take full responsibility for the way their company is acting yeah. and they step down or they take a pay cut well that's the same thing that happened with uh, the virtual boy right he, it was a big flop in the oh for Gunpei Yokoi yeah, yeah. He, he, well he kind of I think it was a combination of he was, was disgraced and the company kind of said you're not we're not going to fire you because it was, that would be too disrespectful but this is what Japanese companies do. They give you an office. They do. Here's your office. That's it. That's it. The same thing happened to... Um, Ken Kudagari with uh, the PS3. Oh, uh, yeah. Ken Kudaragi, yeah. yeah. He, 
Yeah, he was the father of the PS3. Yeah, and, and it, it, it was a disaster, and then he uh, resigned. And Hironobu Sakaguchi, the father of Final Fantasy, after he released Final Fantasy The Spirits Within, remember that movie he made? Yeah. That yeah. tanked, and they spent millions, like $30 million or whatever? He was also given an office mm-hmm. of Square. And then he left and made um, Miss Walker Studios. Mm-hmm. So that is the Japanese model. Um, Americans or Western CEOs, remember the BP oil spill a few yeah. years ago mm-hmm. when it was just pouring into the Gulf of Mexico? Yeah. That year, the CEOs gave themselves millions and millions of dollars in bonuses. And the bonuses was uh, bonuses were for like safety. Yeah. It was un- unbelievable, and the internet exploded. And they're like, "Are you guys kidding me? This is one of the worst ecological disasters in recent memory, and you're rewarding yourselves." Yeah, that's how the West does it. Yeah. Um, a, a year ago or two years ago, when the 3ds was floundering, um, uh, Iwata, um, Sotoro Iwata, president and CEO of Nintendo, uh, took a pay cut, and a bunch of the higher ups took pay cuts. That's what they do as like this kind of there's this is almost honor associated with it. So I am kind of, uh, I'm not astonished that John Ritello stepped down, but he was asked to do so. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like um, there was probably pressure from within the company to have uh, Yuichi Wada step down. But Leon and I have kind of been hinting and talking about, even the last podcast, but a little bit now maybe, that Satoru Iwata, the president of Nintendo, might be in a pickle soon. Yeah, I think he's lost, he's lost touch, he's lost... Because he had such success when he came into power in 2004, following up... Um, Yamauchi, who was the mm-hmm. prior president of Nintendo, all throughout Nintendo and Game Boy and Super Nintendo, all that stuff. N64, mm-hmm. he was the king and modern master. Um, he steps down and they bring in a game developer. Yeah. He worked for HAL Labs, mm-hmm. developing games Smash like Kirby. Bros. Yeah. Wow. Uh, and now he's the, lead, he's the head of one of the biggest companies in Japan. Mm-hmm. And uh, in 2004, he brings up, you know, the DS comes out, flounders a little bit, and becomes it unstoppable destroys. juggernaut. Yeah. It is the most highest selling portable system in, in, ever. Of all time. And then he makes the Wii in 2006, which is in competition with the PS2 right now for the highest selling of all time. Mm-hmm. Some say it won't it won't reach it, no. but it's 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 over 100 million now. Mm-hmm. Bananas. Um, and he makes these successes five or six years ago, and now all anyone can see is that he keeps making the same promises. He does. 3DS comes out. I saw that article. Yeah, I saw that article. Yeah. He 3DS comes out. Uh, it doesn't have the software to support it. It flounders for a year. It's overpriced. They, they have cut to drastically the price, cut it. Yeah. And then upset. more software comes in the later half of the year, mm-hmm. and now it sells. And he's like, okay, well, the Wii U is coming out. We have learned from our mistakes. We will not make the same mistakes. The Wii U is released a year later. It's too high priced. There's not enough software to support it. It's a year of floundering. Mm-hmm. And he says in the last press conference or last Nintendo Direct, we would like you to be patient. Asking someone to be patient is not is not a business. Yeah, it's thanks. not business savvy. It's, no. No, it's not I a plan. I spent 350 to wait. Yeah. <laughs> now, to be fair with me, I have Monster Hunter, so I don't care what comes out now. Mm-hmm. I will play Monster <laughs> Hunter forever and I'm never going to stop. But there's a very small niche that will play this game. Uh, so there might be trouble brewing for this gentleman. He might have to step down or transfer the company. I think he he just he caught lightning in a bottle with the Wii. He thought he could do it again. But it was but DS and Wii. DS and Wii. That's quite light, uh, lightning in a bottle. Mm-hmm. I think that P- they alienated too many of the user base with the Wii, I think. That was a problem. Yeah. Because even people who bought it... I mean, um, I can't remember the name of the gentleman, but he's one of the creative directors who make, who's behind um, um, Gears of War. Uh, um, what's his name? Um, they have a nickname for him. I have no idea. I'll have to look it up. Um, he said that... Uh, he agreed that the, with the sentiments that the Wii is like a virus. Yeah. You buy it, and you would like it. And you love it so much, you show your friends and neighbors. And then mm-hmm. they have to go buy it. And then they like it so much. And then they go and show their friends and neighbors. And then you put it away, and you stop playing it. <laughs> and then it generates and, and proliferates and proliferates. Hmm. And then people stop playing it. But they've played it long enough to make people have word of mouth and spread it so mm-hmm. everyone else buys it. 
That's fascinating. So everyone keeps buying. So they say it's like a virus, which that's, pisses off Nintendo fanboys. It's like, not a virus. That's kind of true, though, in some ways. It is it, uh, economically speaking, it is exactly like a virus. Except the virus either kills you because I because I bought one. <laughs> or makes you, you, you don't even turn it on. Uh, we played Just Dance before. <laughs> Cliffy B. Cliffy B. Gears of War. Yeah, guy? Cliffy B. Is the guy who made this quote. He makes he's involved in Gears of War. His name is like Brzezinski or something or what? It's, it's, it's a Slavic last name. Blazinski, yeah. But that's why they call him B because no one wants to say Blazinski. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that's interesting to say that, and and people have this this, this mind share that that's what Nintendo represents now, and I don't want to get involved in it again. Mm-hmm. So they bring in a new system, they have a new controller people don't necessarily understand. And they're so conservative, they're so slow to change with the. And people are saying, look, and people are saying we're going to lay all this at Sotoro Iwata's feet. Mm-hmm. The reason why this company isn't changing, the reason why this company is not doing the things that probably should be doing, and it's making promises it can't keep, mm-hmm. we're going to put this on the, at the feet of CEO and see what he does with it. And he asks us to, asks us to be patient. <laughs> Now, to be fair, I hope that no one within the sound of my voice expects that the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox 720 will have a very, very strong first year of sales in software. No. It never is good. Launch time is usually pretty sparse. PlayStation 3 was terrible launch. Oh, yeah. PlayStation 2 was a terrible launch. PlayStation 1 was a terrible launch. And the same thing works for the Xbox. Remember Perfect Dark Zero? <laughs> terrible game. Remember mm. Lair? Remember yeah. the games available mm. for the PlayStation 3? Oh, Remember wow. how most games when the PlayStation 3 came out were dual ports of PlayStation 2 games? Yeah. Yep. I was telling uh, Leon this the other day, but when I play Marvel Ultimate Alliance on the PlayStation 3 now with Amber... It's we're garbage. Like, it's, it's, the, it's garbage, but <laughs> HD garbage. You know, it looks no better than PS2. Yeah. There was no reason for me to buy this game. No. Yes, it has Colossus and Moon Knight. But other than that... It, it doesn't look good, but people will sell you on that. That's what they were selling people on. They said, buy this PlayStation 3. It mm-hmm. has a six-axis controller. Huh? Uh, whatever. And it's in HD. It's good for your HD TV. Yeah. And we bought it. We paid $60 for Marvel Ultimate Alliance because it would be in HD. And it was mm-hmm. the same game. Mm-hmm. And it will be the same thing with, um, um, uh, Vi- not Vice City, what's it called? Uh, Grand Theft Auto Five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That will come out on the PS3 and, and 360. And it will come out as well on the next-gen consoles. And it will have maybe a few more transparencies or maybe a few more lasting maybe no. the load speeds will be a little faster that at all. but it won't change the game at all especially no. with this new gen once they become familiar with the, with the hardware the year, they're developing the second wave usually games. second year third year looks better It's games always look best at the end of the console cycle yeah. that's oh, yeah. why people some people just wait I never buy some, I have a friend who never buys consoles until they're dead Yeah. and then he cleans up he comes in he's like I'm going to buy Uncharted all three of them for 20 bucks I'm going to come in here and I'm going to buy like you know <laughs> All these Mario games, Mario Galaxy 1 and 2. Mario Galaxy 2 is 20 bucks now. It used yeah. to be $60 when it first came out. These yeah. kind of things. Um, mm. This is what you do because when you look at Last of Us and everyone's salivating for However, Last of Us. However, 90 online pass. <laughs> yeah, well, I know. For each one. Um, Last of Us looks great. End of console. Really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, you're looking at Dark, so- Dark Souls 2, which looks better than Dark Souls 1. End of the console. And mm. um, it, Even get a lot of new IPs. Uh, what's that new Ubisoft game? Watch Dogs. Watch Dogs, it's right? Be, uh, it's going to mm. be both for both. They yes. spent the entire console generation remaking Assassin's Creed, and at the end of the console, they're like, well, here's a few ideas that we've been kind of working through, mm-hmm. and now look at this. Well, this is a very different kind of game. Um, mm-hmm. So I feel the same way with the Super Nintendo. Chrono Trigger. Final Fantasy VI. The best know, stuff at the end. The best of the stuff at the end. Mario RPG. You know, um, um, Mar- Super Mario World 2 Yoshi's Island. These are the games that are, are when their system is refined and they know mm. what they're doing. Mm. Um, I can keep listening games, but I mean, uh, Shadow of the Colossus for PS2. One of the best games of all time. Yeah. I adore it. At the very end. A God of War. God of War, end. yep. Right? So, I mean, that's not be too hard on systems in their first year. Um, the 3DS now is selling a gangbusters. Yeah. As I've said, there are more 3DSs in people's hands in Japan than there are PS3s. Wow. Uh, the Vita is struggling. We should be worried about the Vita. 
because the Vita's in its second year. Mm-hmm. Now is the time when they should be putting up the software people need. So there's, there's not enough coming out for it, and not enough that's unique. Either. And they and they say, well, here's PS Plus. We're going to throw a bunch of games on PS Plus, and we'll make it a value bargain for you. If you want PS Plus, buy it, and we'll put it on the Vita for you. Mm-hmm. But you're still playing PSN games that were made for PlayStation Three on a portable. You can play those same games at home. Yeah. Why? How you? How do you sell a Vita on software that's not made for the Vita? They have, they just don't have enough of it yet. Hardware sells on exclusives. You need the exclusives. Too. Yeah, and they're saying, well, you can use it for crossplay on the PS4. Again, it's you cannot enough. sell people on a three hundred dollar system because it's it lets you play other games for other systems. No, you're right. No, it's they need to they need to create games that are just for it, and mm-hmm. they haven't really done that yet. There's been a couple, but mainly they were just launch games. Well, Guacamole came out, and you guys are talking highly of this game. It looks interesting. But I can get them on PS3 if I want. Yes, you can. I need to spend spend the money. So this is the problem with. Yeah. I'm well, worried about the system. It, it, it works. For, if it's you buy one price it, for both games. You, yeah, you buy it once and you get it for both. Now I'm a fairly open Nintendo fanboy. I'm wearing a Tanuki shirt as we speak. But I firmly believe that competition is good for everybody. Yeah, it is. And if Sony's competing on Nintendo at their own terms, then mm-hmm. it's good for them. I'm not talking about mobile games. They're mm-hmm. not mobile games aren't competing with the 3DS. They're no. it's not the same thing at all. I want the Vita and Sony to be like, look, we're going to crank it out. We're going to give you a new God of War that's amazing. We're going to put like Dark Souls three on here. Yeah. We're going to, you know, all those things. Well, they have um, what, Arkham City, right? Arkham Origins. Arkham Origins. There's a there's a different version. Like it's not the same game. It's a prequel. It's, it's a, a sequel. Side yeah, but that's always it's problematic, a, right? It's a sequel to the regular, like to the, the regular Origin game. The sequel to that is on the Vita. But at least it's its own thing. Well, Batman the Brave and the Bold, which Boy Ford made as well, which came out... It also had multiple releases. You can play yeah. it on your console. You've got a, a DS version. But whenever they do a, a sp- kind of this, this spreading out of, of releases of things, they go Assassin's Creed 3 and Liberation. Mm-hmm. Who was yeah. excited for Liberation? People who had a Vita were waiting for them to play. It, I don't think it sold very well. It, we know it didn't sell it systems very well because I there wasn't a spike when that came out. played it for an hour. And I was like, eh. Right, because you know the mainline titles <laughs> on the main systems. That's what was made that for. That wasn't the only reason. Just, but, I just didn't care. But people <laughs> who are excited for the Batman Arkham series yeah. are going to come to it for the console version they know and they trust and they like yes. and not be so excited and go, oh, there's another version that I didn't I'll know I'll probably about. get the console one and then I'll check out the reviews for the Vita one. Just but at least you have a Vita already. I, yeah, I'm I, saying what's going to compare to the Vita? Well, it's 3DS too, so you might get it if it's good. I would, well, <laughs> the, my problem well, is making it. My problem with that know. is that they make these games for the 3DS and then just port it to the Vita. That's not the yes. same. Mm-hmm. They're making it for the That's leader. That's not really what I want. And I, then porting it down. So yeah. Yeah. I watched the Lego games. That was a bunch of the reviews. That they were upport. At the end of the day, it was just or an upport. Yes. It was just an upport from And that's what this else. last generation was. The 360 came out first. It was easy to develop for. It was HD and it was yeah. selling very well. And so they made a lot of games for that on PC on a yeah. PC development kit, but they, they were making it for the 360. Mm-hmm. And then they just said, now we're going to give it to three, uh, PS3 as well. And we might change a few of the textures, but ultimately a lot of the games are the same. Yeah. That's why. And so you get you get worried when you have a Vita that's more powerful than the 3DS, but all the software is being developed for the, the, the leader of, of the market. Mm-hmm. Because then you can't get the full power of the Vita out. And then Sony will come along and they'll go, look, we've got a, a new Uncharted, we've got a new God of War. Look mm-hmm. how much better this looks than the rest of our library. Mm. Okay. <laughs> so it doesn't make your library look very good. It's a totally random thought I thought of as you were saying. Um, when I played, what was it, Black Ops? Uh, Did you play the Vita Black Ops? No. Okay, good. Didn't because the but Call of Duty apparently is Call, Call of Duty Black Ops One. I remember playing that, and I was really and I was playing on the hardest mode. And obviously, it's difficult, but I, I was like, I can't get past this part. So I'd watch videos, and it's it was on it was people taking videos that they played on the 360, and it was so much easier on the 360 because it, it there was less enemies. 
because it couldn't generate it or it couldn't handle them. Mm. But there was more enemies in the PS3 version, which made it almost impossible for me to do. Well, that's not good. But I was watch videos and be like, "That's impossible." Like I would, I would be like, "Kelly, I want me to watch this video and see it as I run up and see how many people there are." And she's like, <laughs> "There's more," and I'm like, "I know, but I can't do this as fast." Like I. Well, and, and so that's, I, I had to lower the difficulty in the game. Like I, I, I had to do it in like a normal. That's something I've never considered before. But they, they're really pushing how many polygons they can put on the screen. And mm-hmm. One of the demos they showed in the PS4 press conference was: here is a uh, some terrain, yeah. and we're going to drop. Remember that thing when they drop these? Yeah, blocks all the little balls. That There's so a cool. million balls here, guys. And so the tech geeks in the audience are like, <gasps> and everyone else is like, so you drop balls on something? Like it wasn't <laughs> a big deal. Oh, yeah. But they're trying to show: look how many characters, how many yeah. moving parts, how many polygons mm-hmm. you can put on there. But you bring up an interesting point because if you put too many people on the screen at once, you put too much on the screen at once, mm. does that cause like claustrophobia as a way to the player? Because I mean, or does it end up being like the um, oh, what is that Japanese series where it's basically um, you're an old samurai warrior and you're just taking down, mowing down people with one sword swipe? What is that called? <laughs> no, I don't know. I have no Some idea. Some people love these games. Uh, <laughs> Dynasty Warriors. Oh Dynasty yeah, Warriors Dynasty is like game. there's like a hundred guys running towards you <laughs> and you just have two buttons. There's attack and not attack. You know, what? and so you press the attack button and you swipe these guys down. <laughs> I feel like I would love that. Game Informer did a, a hilarious ad for for um, uh, April Fool's Day and they said like. Um, get ready like you know um, we're making new games like the, the Steam Box and all these things about these different companies well we're making a Dynasty Warriors box it just plays Dynasty Warriors games and every, you can play all of them on it and it shows the controller and it shows the move button and then there are two buttons on the other side move uh, attack and not attack <laughs> <laughs> this is one button that's used for nothing because they're not attacking <laughs> it's like hilarious because I mean mm. are games going to become like that like God of War a hundred guys on screen for God of War it's to the max you know is it going to be poochy <laughs> Who knows? Uh, did, speaking of uh, God of War, did you either one of you play the new God of War? No, Ascension. No, I heard you. I, 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 I thought I, you, I think you love the series. I do, but there's just there's too much stuff coming out. Hmm. I, I this is obviously not a fair thing. This to chunk say. of this first quarter, there's so much stuff. I Are you going to get Injustice: Gods Among Us? I won't. That's something I wanted to talk about in a minute. But um, with uh, God of War, I would see commercials for it, and they show like the in-game gameplay. I'm like, that doesn't even look that much better than God of War. 3. It actually looks a little worse to me. Yeah, is it? The, studio the, the commercials insane, are. I think it was. The commercials are surprising. Like usually, like you see some really good visuals, and like I remember seeing the commercials for Assassin's Creed Three, and be like, holy crap, this looks amazing. Yeah. I watched one for God of War. I'm like, that looks the same as God of War Three. It doesn't even look as good. Mm. Right? Do you remember probably? I think it's Santa Monica that did this one. I think it was a different studio. I, so. I don't yeah. know. I'm not sure. Well, that's not. No, that's never good. When you, <laughs> when you switch. Yeah, this spring I bought. Uh, I bought Bioshock and Metal Gear. Dead Space. DMC. I tried that Metal Gear demo. I am in love with that. Yeah, I told oh, you. I love it. It's so shallow. It's, it's crazy. Just, everywhere I go, I just chop everything. It's like those are the stairs to go up to, uh, uh, on the top of the pier, and I'm like, okay. I just chop up the <laughs> stairs, and she's like, "What are you doing? You can't get out." I'm like, I don't care. You like, love platinum. Look at you. Oh, oh, all right, I'm a big platinum fan. Yeah, I love platinum. Wow. Um, okay, so Justice Adam. Yeah, well, so no one's actually buying Injustice. I'm not buying it, no. Ugh, I, it, now, it's the same that made Mortal Kombat, isn't it? Yeah, I yes. don't like the fighting engine in Mortal Kombat. It's, like, it's too, it feels too stifled. It's it stiff. Too, it does yeah, feel it feels stiff. stiff. It's stiff. I'm really... I've gone back and forth on it. Obviously, as I said on a prior podcast, like I was at a 80s gaming show, and I made a little bit of money on selling some comics, so I'm like, well, maybe I could buy this game. And I was just looking at it, I'm like, I don't know if I care enough. Like, I feel like, yeah, it's very stiff-looking. That was my problem with Mortal Kombat. Versus, uh, versus DC? Versus DC. Oh my goodness. It was, yeah. it just, not only that it was stiff, it just felt slow. And and like the newest Mortal Kombat felt faster, so maybe it would be a little bit more in line with that. I'm very particular. It just, it just feels like you, like you land out for a jump, and then you press the attack button, and then they attack it with a separate animation. Yeah. Where I feel like the Capcom games, like... It's, it's not fair to always draw comparison to the Capcom, but, but it is easy, because... Well, what else do you I have? Marvel and Capcom, and you got Marvel... 
Marvel and Capcom do one thing, and then you have DC and Mortal Kombat, or the Mortal Kombat studio who really does it. Does this? Does the other? And that's the clear comparison. No, you know what? I have a lot of history playing different studio. Oh, that's still Capcom Dark Side Dark Shockers. <laughs> Um, what else have I played? I don't know, Smash Brothers. What else? Fighting games? Yeah, I don't play. I don't usually stray from Capcom. I played a little bit of Blaze Blue. Yeah, don't. I don't care. Tekken, Virtual Fighter. Um, I don't like Tekken or Soul Virtual Caliber. Fighter. Soul Calibur. I played a lot of Soul Calibur. Okay, so Namco. I played some of theirs. And then there's also um, those terrible Marvel fighting games. <laughs> I think I have enough experience to know what feels good and what doesn't. Yeah, I'm very picky about my fighters. I only like. Um, the, the King of Fighters fighting engine and uh, King of Fighters is kind of cool and mm. the Street Fighter Dead or Alive I don't like it no. I hate about jiggle physics generally <laughs> <laughs> get the volleyball game you know what though, my, my one my, this is, is going to sound super shallow but my one issue with the animation of Lara Croft in the Tomb Raider game is that they they, they tapered down her, her bust thank goodness okay, she's yeah. not a cartoon but she's still busty she is and there's no physic like she's so there's so much realism like her face is dirty and covered and spattered in blood and like there's yeah. all this eff- and sweat lines there's great scenes where you, they focus in on her face and not only can you see the dirt but you can see where sweat or tears have made trails down mm-hmm. her cheeks like that is really cool yeah. but then like she has no like realistic physics every time she gets injured she's like uh, I can I can take it like she gets like burned and stabbed and all these things and <laughs> she's fine and her boobs they don't jiggle at all that's kind of <laughs> they look like it's solid texture just like a little. Uh, well, that just like happens it, it's, a lot. It's a set games. of polygons sculpted that way, but yeah. they don't move. And I'm like, well, Namco could teach them some things. Tecmo <laughs> could definitely teach them some things. Well, that's just a lot of those types of games. They 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 have so much punishment, but they don't really they don't look like they're actually. I, I've heard from other people that she's brutalized more than Nathan Drake. Really, my my, my problem was more with um, in the storylines. This is especially true of Uncharted, and I've heard it's true of Tomb Raider as well. But you know, Uncharted is like you know he, he's basically doesn't like necessarily killing people. oh yeah, yeah but, but then yeah. he mows down hundreds of people in the game <laughs> yeah. so it's a big disconnect between the Nathan Drake you're watching the video and then the Nathan Drake you are is a murderer <laughs> yeah a stone cold Lara has this whole scene where she kills one her first person ever yeah. and she's like whatever young 20s or something and she's like crying and she's yeah. distraught and then and she kills like, hundreds more and then and then and Amber's like when she was playing the game and she remarks on it she's like I had this whole segment about the, the loss and the feeling of, of dread for being a murderer and now look at me and I just watched and she's like showing napalm arrows at people and they're burning alive and screaming help me help me and she and in response she launches another arrow at them and kills them I'm like this is brutal wait so I don't know you guys bought Tomb Raider? yeah yeah Ember, Ember, when Ember wants a game she gets it I didn't realize that she wanted she it she adores Tomb Raider was it good? yes it's phenomenal okay it's the best Tomb Raider game ever made okay well, and, it's not really that. Well, hard she loved it. the terrible ones. Okay. Oh, to be fair, when it was PS One and did, PC, did, that was considered good at the time. Yeah. Did, you, did you like the voice actress? Yeah, she did a good job. I don't. I, 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 I love. Like, her. I like. I, I love her. her. And Is she actually she British? Yeah. Okay. I love her. She's awesome. Um. When I found out she was like, she's on Grey's Anatomy right now, and my mm-hmm. wife watches that, and I, and I, because she's adorable there, and then I'm like, wait a minute, she's the voice of Tomb Raider? That's amazing. No, her name is Lara Croft. She's not Tomb Raider. <laughs> also, Samus or Aaron sure. is not called Metroid. Whatever, I don't care. <laughs> and Link isn't Zelda. No matter how much you wanted to do. Shut up. <laughs> Whatever. She's Lara Croft. That's amazing. Uh, another problem I have with like the, even the, the conception of Ju- Injustice Gods Among Us, or even Mortal Kombat versus DC, is that the power levels of the characters they put in these games doesn't feel right especially the the problem with Mortal Kombat is it's very realistic in a way it's mm-hmm. magical but it's like people get pulped and damaged yeah. and there's yeah. a damage to it Marvel versus um, uh, Capcom or the Marvel games made by Capcom you have Juggernaut fighting Superman, uh, Spider-Man it's yeah. a ridiculous fight and Spider-Man can win a lot of the times it doesn't make any sense and Spider-Man can damage him for, like Juggernaut has more health and better defense but ultimately yeah. he's not invulnerable 
but you can have these fights, and it feels like because they were drawn as these like, hand-drawn sprites and they were cartoony, you were like, okay, fine. Mm. Suspension of disbelief. Mm-hmm. But with the Mortal Kombat, it's all about the realism and the grit. So when you have Superman hit someone and doesn't punch hit right through them with one punch, yeah. Like, yeah. Superman should never take more than one punch. No. Yeah. And should never be damaged. No. Well, that's another thing. I've never liked that, uh, especially in DC versus Mortal Kombat, that it was just so dark. Mm. And like these characters are light. Mm. Like Superman wears bright red. Batman worked. Batman's the one character that and Joker fits. worked, but yeah, else. but everyone else is. The, and that's again the Capcom games are so bright and mm-hmm. exciting, and mm-hmm. it's and it stimulates you visually. There's nothing stimulating in the visual. Well, that's more to do with the studio. That's more with the, those guys because I know the Mortal studio. Kombat guys, so that's their artists. Well, I also think that the abstraction is is very helpful, like of the cartooniness. The yeah. fact that these aren't real people. So even Justice League Task Force, which wasn't a very good fighting Freaking game. Freaking love that game. Anyway. For some reason, I feel I, I'm, I'm okay with Batman fighting Darkseid in that. I'm like, okay. Or Superman fighting Aquaman. I'm like, fine. Like, it's not <laughs> yeah. so unbelievable. But once you start trying to... These realistic polygons, it's kind of... Mm. I, I strongly believe that Marvel versus Capcom should go back to the hand-drawn sprites. I don't like the polygonal characters. Mm. I know they got went for a comic book feel with heavy inks, yeah. but I, it's not as good as that beautiful, fluid... And with the amount of, uh, uh, of cells they could do and the amount of frames they could do now with today's processors, it would look like a moving, breathing yeah. cartoon. That's why I hate the new Super Mario Brothers, because they could do so much more. Oh, yeah. With it, the 2D. It's lifeless. It's a, it's yeah. a little plastic figure. That's why I can't mm. stand new Super Mario Bros. Mm. Uh, I do like that there's a lot of character. Like, it feels like there's the problem with DC versus Mortal Kombat for me was that I had a lot of Mortal Kombat characters I didn't care about, and I just wanted <laughs> the DC ones. So there's like ten you, DC characters. Wait, wait, wait. The, Are there any Mortal Kombat characters you care about? Sub Zero. Sub Zero. Everybody loves Sub Zero. Everyone loves them. <laughs> Who doesn't love Sub Zero? And Scorpion. Scorpion too. Scorpion yeah. cool, too. Um, I love Johnny Cage. Basically, the ninjas. All the ninjas are cool. Raiden. Sonya. I like Raiden. Raiden. Yeah. yeah. Raiden's good. And, and Sonya. Like, uh, but I don't really. Care. I love how Raiden would fly across the screen. And go, oh, <laughs> and that's all I would do he's like I can't block that then I'll do it again ah! it's like he didn't know there was a block one because yeah. in Capcom games you go backwards he's like it's an unblockable attack I'm like here we go like, I, was, I was with the quarter on that one that's amazing um, but yeah. whereas and, and so I only got like the problem again I hate comparing to the Capcom games but they have so many more characters it's inevitable they have a lot. I mean, they still don't have as many characters as they used to in MVC two. But MVC three has a ton of characters. Mm-hmm. You look at a game like DC vs Mortal Kombat. There's I think twenty characters. Mm. That's way too tiny. And then because it's two different properties, I only get ten from each. Right. Ten of which I don't really care about as much. So it was very limiting. So I'm, a, I was kind of looking forward to this because there's more, DC, just DC characters. Are you trying to count how many Mortal Kombat characters I'm you count? I'm trying to count how many Justice League Task Force characters there were. Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Green yeah. Arrow, Aquaman. That's, I think, it for the DC good guys. No, there's Flash. And then there's Darkseid, Cheetah, and... I forget the last one. Joker? Was he in there? No, he wasn't in it. I think there's only... Is there anyone besides Darkseid and, and, and uh, Cheetah that are in the villain section? Uh, let's see. The characters... The Aquaman, Batman, Flash, Superman, Green Arrow, Wonder Woman, Cheetah, Despero, and Darkseid. It was Despero. That's the one I was thinking about. Yeah, but so it was a weird guys. version of Despero. He yeah. didn't even look like the Despero. No, I didn't I recognize know. him when I saw him later in clicks. I'm like, is this the guy? Actually, only by reading his name, I'm like, oh, that's who that was. <laughs> He's pretty um, big, yeah. But it was an, I enjoyed that game. So the new I love Flash in that. He had a move that would allow you to basically run so fast you went behind the guy. Yeah. I love moves like that. Captain America could do it in Marvel's Capcom where he cartwheels behind you. Flash did have that in DC versus Mortal Kombat. Oh yeah, so he kept that. Yeah, but it was easy to block. Like you just punch the other side of the screen and 
it just wasn't the same. Mm-hmm. I am excited. Like, there's some characters I'd love to play with, but I just don't know if I want to pay sixty dollars for it. So I mean, I, unless you have a game that's like Wonder Woman versus Captain Marvel versus Superman versus, I guess, Aquaman is invulnerability. Basically, pick a bunch of invulnerable characters. Yeah. I, I don't know if I can get behind it with DC. Mm-hmm. I would like to see like one game. I w- one battle I'd like to fight would be you know Bane and Batman. I hope there's a special to break his back. It has to be. There has to be, right? It'd be terrible if you could break his back every battle. At the end of the battle, after you're done. No, like, I know. Like at, the fin- end of, at the end of the finishing moves, does this back. game have finishing moves? I don't know. Uh, well, it's, it's made by Mortal Kombat. But, like, but Superman can't do any finishing moves. Like, no. he can't. Like, not, not, he can't. The, the company will. Warner Brothers will swoop in and be like, here's our lawyers. Stop yeah. it. Uh, and Hawkman is not in the go, but Hawkgirl is. So yay. Like in that. the John Byrne comic, um, the Sixty Two miniseries, Man, Man of Steel. Steel. Yeah. There's that scene where he's stopping some burglars, and there's a girl involved. Like he kind of p- taps the guys that they get knocked out, and she's like, "You wouldn't hit a woman, would you?" And he's like, "Well, you have dynamite strapped to you, so I will." And all he does with her is he like flicks her with one finger. That should be. That's all he could do as a super move. He just flies up and goes like this. Yeah, like, that's all he can do. Yeah. Like, even if it was Batman, Batman with his amazing abilities, even Batman, all he would be able to do to Batman is flick him because he doesn't want to hurt Bruce. Hmm. Just like my final conscious. Um, I'm just looking at the character list. It'd be for kind it. of fun. Where he just taps you in the game. That actually would be kind just of fun. Just like this. <laughs> <laughs> but then, then you're kind of dissatisfied because you want Superman to be doing cool planet punching. Right? That's true. Uh, just looking at some of the characters in the game, there's Shazam. It's kind of nice. To, you can fight Black Adam, Sinestro, and Green Lantern. Uh, Superman at Doomsday. There's good know, characters. That's good. And Green Lantern can get away with it too. Like he can have the power ring defending him, so he can take a punch from Superman. Yeah, he can. Uh, Captain Adam should be in there. Like guys who can get punched. Green Arrow can't. No, there's no, no. should never be there. He should be dead. And yeah. Ares is in it because I guess they needed a Wonder Woman character. Yeah. What if they had cheated? like leagues, like um, like in, in boxing, where you had their lightweights and your heavy hitters? That'd be awesome. And people he, will be like, human I want league. Batman. And then you can make, then there could be an option to, Human League. Human League will have starts, don't you want me, baby? Um, <laughs> there could be like a cross league where you can, because they don't want to limit the game too much. People want to have Batman Superman fights. Yeah. You can do that, but there's also an option that says, look, if you guys just want to play realistic, kind of more yeah. authentic fights, there are only moves available in the Power League. Mm-hmm. Superman will not do, if he ever does cross play, his, his, set gets, his move set gets limited. See, cool. And his finishers get limited to taps. <laughs> but if he's in the power league, he will wind up. And he'll, he'll planet punch. That'd be pretty cool. Wouldn't that be different? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, if nothing else, you could say, like, I could do cross league, but that's that's only for handicap. So if you want to play with your kid brother, mm. and he doesn't know how to play, he gets Superman, you get Batman. And now you have a super challenge. Like, if Superman touches me more than once, yeah. I'm out. So yeah. I've got to really be good. I think part of it, too, is, I mean, I... I don't really like playing a lot of these fighting games online because I'm not good. So if I go online, I'm asking to be, you know, humiliated, in humiliated your own home. over and over again. Yeah. <laughs> so part of it is like if 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 like if if we were recording the podcast tomorrow, the day it came out, maybe I would have bought this just to be able to, be like, to play. Okay, let's play. But like, I don't know when I'm going to be able to sit down and play a fighting game with a bunch of people. Well, the next time we have a podcast. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Yeah, that's what <laughs> we we'll be doing. You have a lot of people come to your house. Yeah, apparently. But you know what I mean? Like that. That there is something to that for me. Like I. Playing it alone has a limited amount of fun to mm-hmm. me. It's absolutely, more, absolutely. Especially with all these characters, it's more fun to be like, okay, I'm going to be Flash. You're going to be Doomsday. That's what I can do. Killer Frost. Yeah. yeah, Killer Frost made it into the game. I don't know how that happened. Ares is in there. Ares is in there to fight Wonder Woman. Well, Night- they did cheat the last time. That's all yeah. I'm saying. Yeah, they did. Nightwing got in there. I like that he's there. No, Solomon Grundy, okay. No like, Supergirl? <laughs> no. I kind of, like, part of me wants to play this, but... I just don't know if I can spend the money on it. Oh, it's going to be Harley Quinn in her Arkham gear, though, isn't it? No, that's the that's the new look. They all have Harley. new costumes. No, no, there's a there's DLC or a pre-order bonus that gives her. I believe. Actually, I don't know. Wait, if it's her. that's Hawk Girl, but not Hawk Man. Yeah, that's what I said oh, before. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah, it's unfortunate. I should listen to you when you talk. 
<laughs> yeah, well. probably help. So Lex is going to be in his battle suit, obviously. Yeah, hold on, hold on. I'm just I'm reading a description of the plot on Wikipedia, and it sounds terrible. After oh, yeah, Joker, terrible. after Joker destroys yeah. Metropolis and uh, and tricks him, I guess Superman, uh, and tricks him into killing Lois Lane and their unborn child. What? This can't be real. Superman murders him in front of Batman and establishes a new world order. What? A battle ensues between the sources of Superman's regime and those allied with Batman's insurgency. Okay, that's a little bit. This of, is their version of Civil War, a Squadron Supreme kind of. Yeah, like, yeah, I suppose. The, the insurgency discovers an alternate universe where Joker's plan did not succeed and transports several of its superheroes to theirs in order to help them defeat the regime. That sounds terrible. That is way too much effort <laughs> to get them to fight. Yeah, they work too hard for that. Well, that's the thing too with with uh, MVC. There's no story. No, just fight. Go that's ahead. what I'm saying. They don't. Uh, not only is it a problem for video game like fighting games to begin with, they rarely have anything decent beyond like this a tournament. Um, but it's a problem for most superhero games. This, it's either the story from the movie that's based from, or it's yeah. it's something cliche. That's really... That sounds awful. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds not fun at all. Does it sound good? Does it look good to me? I don't know. Nope. Wow. Well, I'm glad we wasted a lot of time Spend on that. Spend money on the licorice instead. <laughs> um, okay. Well, you want to um, talk about what you've been playing, or has it gone long enough? No, it can go a little bit longer. You still have a little bit more time with this, Leo? Sure, why not? I don't know. Uh, well, you... I, I, there's two, two things I wanted to talk about. Um, one, I wanted to talk about you know what are we playing right now, and just kind of delve into that. One thing I wanted to at least talk a little bit about, and you mentioned it earlier when we were talking about EA. Who's me? Hmm? Who's you? You. Oh, sorry. Nate. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I forgot they can't see who I'm pointing to. Um, basically, the idea of... You were talking about SimCity and what it kind of failed the most recent one. Oh, yeah. And I wanted to talk about maybe like, yeah. the SimCity franchise. Oh, There's yeah, been yeah. so many iterations of it. Yeah, that's and good. And do you have any particular favorites in the SimCity you know, um, family? So, Leon, you're up. No one? Is that what you played, Leon? Superintendent, Yeah. I'm not really versed in SimCity. I didn't no? like that one. I, I wasn't a PC gamer. So. No, not even SimCity. Any Sims. Any of the like Sims the something Sims. games. Sim nothing for me. Sim nothing. Sim nothing. What a jerk. All I remember is original SimCity. Has Maxis it. published all of them? I, I believe I so. Up until now? Yeah. I think so, yeah. Up until uh, EA got it? Uh, let's yeah. see. Most games were developed by Maxis and publisher, published either by Maxis pre-1997 or by EA post-1997. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Like, I know of them. I know Sim and Sim Earth, whatever, but I, I haven't played any. Yeah, Sim and is, well, I mean, the original SimCity, I love that game. Yeah. It's it's just classic. It's top-down. Mm-hmm. It's not very sophisticated. And a lot of it is, like, letters. Like, they don't even, it's residential because yeah. there's an R on it. Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> yeah. a box with an R in there's it. There's not a lot of graphics, yeah. yeah. And then you have, like, the top of a building. Like, yeah. that's, yeah. and then from SimCity, then one of the Sim Earth, which was in every classroom I've ever been in. Like, Sim, growing Sim, up. SimCity? Sim Sim Earth. Oh, Sim Earth. Yeah, that was really sold around the time that uh, um, CDs were becoming a thing. Yeah. And they would sell CD-ROMs as educational materials. Yeah. That game was so complicated. Have you ever played it? I've seen it being played and I don't care for it. It doesn't make sense half the And the time. graphical fidelity is so low. It's oh, terrible. there's no graphics. <laughs> like there's more graphics than SimCity somehow. Yeah. Uh, then Sim C- 991 had Sim Ant, which again, I, I, love I played that in, in school. Like that was in elementary school. Yeah. We had like a Mac 2 or whatever. And oh, yeah. Whatever it was, but it was it was not a good game. I love Cement. No, you dig your little colony, and you can see the side profile, or like you know, for like a cross section of the of the of the colony, and you can dig tunnels, and then you have to like get your. Bring you have to watch out. Queen. Watch out when you're on the top surface. Yeah, if, because if they, rain comes yeah. down, then the top of the tunnel starts to flood up. Yeah, and you get your queen lower down, and she starts producing larvae, and then you have like flying ants and soldier ants, and then you very very intelligently they use a system of scent trails. Because in a way, it's like an RTS where you have a bunch of ants, and yeah. so in order to direct them where you want, you ants actually that. do this. Ants actually, 
lay down scent trails, and they, here's a scent for food, here's a scent for enemy. Oh, like, I see. That's cool. So you find some food, and then you, and then one of the biggest challenges is like the spider, and you can hear the spider coming because oh, it makes yeah. that sound of the spider coming, and it first starts murdering your ants. So now you got to learn to get a whole bunch of ants, and if you can get them on top of him, you can actually end up killing a spider. That was your first big threat. Originally, you kill like caterpillars or other things and eat them. Um, and then you bring the food back and it comes back to the queen and, that, yeah. and then like every once in a while the lawnmower will start you gotta get out of the way and then, <laughs> and then eventually the goal is to like defeat the red ants on the other side of the lawn and they're more vicious so you kill them you get their tunnel and put a new queen in there and now you yeah. have a tile and the, a lawn is consists of all these different tiles so you start winning territory mm-hmm. and then once you get to the home you can invade the home and try to take over the house it's a good game <laughs> it's very cool it's I love um, it. Then 992, there was Sim Life. I never played that one. Never played it. Uh, then there was Sim Farm. I love that game. You ever played Sim no, Farm? No, I didn't. I went Sim City. I had the Maxis series and like the the collection, and I had Sim City One, Sim Earth, and I think uh, uh, Sim Farm. And Sim Farm was a lot of fun. Everything like reached ahead when I got to Sim City 2000. I spent so much time on 2000. I can't believe Sim City 2000 was in like what 93. Yeah, I, they I called it, it was... that. But it wasn't that. It I wasn't didn't. Released in 2000. I didn't realize it was that early. Yeah, quite early. It was. It was one of the best PC games I've ever was, played. It, it, they changed oh, yeah. the view. It wasn't an overhead. It was an isometric view, and now you could mm-hmm. kind of drag and drop an area for residential and an area for commercial, rather than yeah. like blocks at a time. And, and the roads could be angled. Up. You could change your angles so you could flip around. Yeah, flip I around. guess that's the game I remember because I guess SimCity One didn't have that, right? No, I had. <laughs> it was very rudimentary. So SimCity Two Thousand, and you that. had to get water and electricity. Yeah, Two Thousand was for Super Nintendo. No, it was the first one. Was it? Yeah, it was very oh. rudimentary. It only included like extra things like Bowser could be the monster instead of Godzilla. <laughs> See, games like these, this, the same type of games are games that should not work on co- consoles. No, it should be. because you need a mouse. You, you need, need a mouse. mouse. You need and you need other functionalities. Just other, but mainly the mouse. Uh, yeah, SimCity 2000 so good. Maybe that touchpad in the PS4 will let you do that, Adam. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be terrible that size, like scrolling forever. Yeah. Uh, then I, 94 feels like that's when they started to lose their way. They had Sim Health, which I've never even. No, I don't of. know what that is. Uh, but Sim Tower, I played. And I've heard of that. I love Sim Tower. So okay. much fun. Like you're just you're building an office building basically. Oh, I see. And you'd have residential in some areas, and then you'd have to raise rents and stuff. After like SimCity 2000, for me, I went the way the way Railroad Tycoon and like oh, um, I loved Railroad Theme Park Tycoon. Railroad Tycoon is hilarious. I love that. Oh yeah, Railroad Tycoon Two is probably my favorite though. Those are good games. Yeah. Tycoon games. And then from there, I, just I like the historical like, aspect of it too. Like, yeah, there's that, and then I imagine you like Age of Empires for, for the same reason. Yeah. Not the same. No, it, I moved away from Sins into RTSs. I did okay. like Command and Conquer. It was a big deal. We had LAN parties. Remember when that was a thing? Oh, yeah. You'd bring your computers together and hook <laughs> your computers up for Command and Conquer. I never Conquer. had one, but I, I, I've heard of them. And then it was like Age of Empires and StarCraft and WarCraft, and that yeah. was what I did for a while. Um, I'm just looking. We had, I guess there was Sim Isle. I don't even remember that. Sim Town, I briefly remember. Especially on that one. There was like Sim a, City versus Sim Town. Come on. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Sim Borough. And then they really lost it with Sim Golf, Sim Copter. Oh man, what is this stuff? And then they then they had a huge hit with The Sims, which exploded. That was a yeah, huge money maker for them. Well, because Streets of Sim City was going that way, and the, and then they had Sim Sims yeah Sim City three thousand nine ninety nine. No one cared. And then not really well because two thousand was still so good. Yep. But I feel the same way about that. The Civilization series, Civilization two for me is always the big one. Civilization two was good. Care about any of the others? You need to play five. Uh, I don't have a computer that can handle it. You are. Uh, then yeah, two thousand was The Sims and. 
every uh, attachment and release pack possible. Yeah, there's so much DLC. Medieval. Yeah. Uh, Katy Perry, I think, has one. Yeah, like it's. I, 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 my, my sister had that. She had a few with like the Live in Large and like a bunch of these. I can't original... stand this. Series. I don't like Sims at all. I didn't I... mind it when it started, but then I was like, "What am I playing? And why so am I doing this?" It, yeah. It's sometimes I have these aha moments when I'm playing certain things. Uh, Grand Theft Auto Four. I had another one like, "Why am I playing this other guy's life?" I could play my own. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm uh, going to the store literally and buying a Coke in virtual like, world. Why am I dating this girl in this video game and I'm alone? And I'm, <laughs> like, that was kind of like, what am I doing? I think like, most people in our geek culture come to that realization at one point. Doesn't matter what your sex like, is, male and female. We I, realize we go to conventions and we interact with people, and then we come home and with all our loot and we get excited to count our loot. Yeah. We realize I was with people before. And I'm alone. Yeah, like I, I, I have this guy. He's going out on dates and <laughs> saying what he's going to say to this yeah. girl. I'm like, why am I doing this? I'm alone right now. I'm very lonely. What you really got to do is take your dog and pee on your neighbor's lawn every day and try to make a fight between the two of you break out. Yeah, that happens. Uh, so yeah, there's a that is, that is like one of those games where you just want to play to be a dick. Yeah, really, it is. And, and Railroad Tycoon was kind of like that too, or yeah. even um, um, Sim or, or Theme Park, the Theme Park Tycoon, uh, Roller Coaster Tycoon. That's roller what it's called. Tycoon, yeah. Where you make a roller coaster that like. It launches you into the air, and then you make no track on the end to receive them, so they just die. <laughs> Your part gets closed down. And I'm just looking at like this chronology of games. I'm like, I haven't played a Sims games in so long. There was the the Sims Online, the Sims City Four, the Sims Two, and then way too many Sims, uh, like the Sims, my Sims, my Sims museums, and all, all right. sorts of crap. So then, basically, I don't care anymore about the Sims. But <laughs> until but, now, would you have an eye for the new game? Have you seen any of it? No. Looks pretty cool. But the problem is the map is very small. You have like a small amount of space because they've connected this larger area to other cities. It's very interconnected. And so like there are things you can do where if there's a lot of crime in your city, um, you don't necessarily have to build more police stations because if the police in your joining city, like your buddy who's making his city, has good police systems, they can send their cops to help you out. And in response, you can say, well, I'll send you a lot of – I have electricity. I have excess electricity. Hmm. How about I send you power if you send your cops over to help me out? So there's very it focuses on the interconnectedness of cities and yeah, interdependence, which is neat. But you need to be online, and whenever you do anything, it saves it because it's always online. So yeah. it saves anything you do. In the old Sim City, you used to be able to like, I'm going to see what happens if I blow the stadium up and then try to build this here. Yeah. And you do it like that didn't work. I'm going to reload. You can't do that anymore. It's it's persistent saves. I don't like that. Like Demon Souls because <laughs> I like being able to kind of experiment. Yeah, like in Demon Souls, you can't see. I'm going to jump down here no. and see if I can survive. You would never do that because you're dead. Yeah, there's no at least no reload. Mm. Uh, so it, it kind of hinders um, experimentation. Yeah, I I don't think I'd, I I don't think I have any real need to go back to SimCity uh, mainly because I don't know if I have a lot of time to spend on PC gaming mm. and like. Those games were a lot of fun, but they were time suckers. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, it's good when you're 14, but not when like you're Like SimCity <laughs> and Civilization, those were games where I would play for hours. Mm-hmm. And just be like, this is amazing. This is like, <laughs> Little Adam's ever. ruling the world. Yeah. <laughs> well, Civilization especially, because like, in the older games, you didn't, ha- you didn't have to cut off. You could keep going. Who's your favorite? Well, you had a space and you're done. Yeah, but I, or I, wanted, to just, I wanted to conquer the world. Who's your favorite race? Which race did you pick? Uh, Roman. I picked the Greeks a lot. Yeah? Yeah. I like Romans because I think they had uh, co- the code of laws first. I also picked uh, Egyptians because I like I, I like to say Thebes. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> no, I would pick Romans because I wanted I wanted to be I have code of laws first, so I could get republic first, so then I could then uh, build a great uh, library, and then I could sponge the greatest uh, like whatever achieve- new achievements in the uh, yeah the Celts don't have any of that. The Celts start with like 
I don't remember. They're like, you can kill people faster. <laughs> <laughs> Tree worship. <laughs> yeah, that's, that sounds about right. Uh, so, okay, let's move away from that and uh, to uh, to kind of wind up the episode. I want to just talk about what are we currently playing. So, Leon, what are you, what are you even playing? Well, me and Nathan are pretty much playing the same games. I mean, um, I recently what I've beaten is um, Nino Kuni, which is a, a JRPG with uh, Studio Ghibli co-doing it at Nate? Is that what yeah. Well, Level 5's doing it. Ghibli helped with the art. Yeah. And it was okay. I mean... Um, well, that that makes me want to go it's, play it. It's a gorgeous game. <laughs> it's a gorgeous game. It is with beautiful. A, with a touching story, but I, I the combat was a chore. Like mm-hmm. I felt like I had to just push myself to beat it, you know? It, it was less fun Pokemon. It was. Really? So, um, mm-hmm. I know Nathan played it. He didn't beat it. No, I, I put about 20 hours into it. Uh, Amber's almost done, but she got to a boss she can't beat. But... My main critique is, um, I think this also speaks to why it didn't sell so well in Japan, is because the Ghibli portion of the of, of the partnership wasn't very strong. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel like uh, Miyazaki had any involvement in it. It didn't feel like the story had the same emotional resonance that yeah. Ghibli films have. Um, they mostly came in to do the animated cutscenes, which are not all that frequent. No. And then Level 5 crafted their cel-shaded graphics after the Ghibli-designed characters. Right. But... I feel like if there had been more direction from Ghibli producers or writers, it could have felt more of a warming, heartfelt story about a boy trying to save his mom. Yeah. And in the end, it just felt like even the death of the mom, which is not a big spoiler, she dies at the beginning. Even her death, it's just like she dies from a heart attack after saving her boy. Yeah. Shouldn't she be elated? Like, shouldn't <laughs> she be happy? Like, it, it just, and, and I don't know. Uh, I do love Mr. Drippy. I think Mr. Drippy, the choice to give him a Welsh voice actor, and yeah, the writing yeah. for him is delightful. Mm-hmm. But the boy. All you hear is, let's do it! Every time you start a battle, you know what I'm talking <laughs> yeah. about, right? I don't like the voice actor they picked. It's, it sounds like a female voice actor, actually. Right. They chose to portray a boy, which has happened with Bart Simpson. They do it a lot. Um, and I, I don't feel he has any real compelling character or emotion to him. You end up with three companions that feel like Brock and What's-Her-Face from Pokemon. Yeah. You have a chick and a dude with like black spiky hair. They have their Pokemon, too. You work together to level your Pokemon. You have an evil entity who's never really involved in the game she's no. like off to the side as the white witch and she's sending people after you but you don't really interact with her till the end no yeah um, it, it just it just feels shallow uh, in the gameplay and in story and it's so, missing like the soul yeah the there's Ghibli. no heart which is ironic because the story's about heart yeah like, <laughs> I don't know I don't know so it, it wasn't okay it didn't live up to the hype for me but I'd um, give it a 7 yeah I'd beat it it, it was okay um, after that I played uh Devil May Cry reboot? Oh, did you? Yeah, it's yeah. right, DMC. Yeah. I had it? a lot of fun with that. That was a really good game. I do like Ninja Theory, but I don't like DMC. A lot of fans were complaining about how they're they're changing the character. and Oh, whatever. He has black hair now. Yeah, he has black hair. But as a game, like the combat's really fun. You know, it was a pretty great game. I was very impressed with it. Okay. Um, next... How many hours was that to beat it? You can beat it probably seven hours. Okay. Well, that's all I would want. Yeah. Yeah, um, I wouldn't want to much more of that. For 3DS, I've been playing Luigi's Mansion. Which is really fun. What mansion are you in that one? I'm in the, the third mansion, the Clockwork okay. Tower. And I'm having a lot of fun with it. It's really charming. It's a really good game. I haven't beaten it yet, but I plan to. Um, what else? There's two more. I've been playing a recently released Guacamelee for the, the Vita. It's a mm-hmm. Metroidvania-style game, 2D. Metroidvania Brawler, it says. Which is, I don't think I've ever seen that before. Yeah, yeah. There's no range attacks. You're basically this uh, luchador. <laughs> and uh, what, what, what happens? Um... 
It's it's basic story like the the evil guy kidnaps the princess and you got to save her. Yeah, it's Mario. That's about as far as I got so far. And pretty much, yeah, you just and you uh, you get upgrades and you can explore the map. But it's charming. It's fun. It's made by a, a team in Toronto, so you have to support that. Oh, it's local. I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And there and was a write up for it in the. I was looking at Metacritic, and one of the uh, review places was the Globe and Mail. And I'm like, oh my, that seems like a weird spot. This is a great thing. I, I'm just thinking about this right now. It's a great thing being um. I'm a multi console gamer. I'm not like. Uh, Fanboy to one system because I like to enjoy all the games. And I just mentioned a PS3 game, a Vita game, a 3DS game. Yeah. That's pretty cool. And then the last game I'm playing, I just, beat it. For you. I just beat it yesterday, is uh, Bioshock Infinite, which is one of the major releases for the spring. And you've also been playing Dead Space 3. Oh, yeah. Dead Space 3 co-op with Nate. That's true. Okay. So that's a lot of games. That's like six games. How was Cinemora? Uh, I bought it because it was five bucks on sale. It's it's just your shoot 'em up classic shoot 'em up Okay. You're looking at his account online. I was, yeah. Oh, you, are you spying on me? I was me? looking at the, the, your recent trophies, and you played a lot of games recently. So, <laughs> and Metal Gear Rising: Revengeance. Yeah, I beat. I played that. I'm having an okay time. What's with that? Time. Like eight hours to play or something? Yeah, you can beat it in like six hours. Yeah, have you long. even played that? It looks like you barely cracked it. Well, because I, I, I have all these other games. Look, DMC. Yeah, I know, I know. Vanquish. That's not a game for trophies either. That's a game for cutting things. Yeah, he's got to chop things up. The things that don't get cut are in the way. <laughs> yeah, right? it's really cutting. Fair so enough. I'm having a good time with Dead Space Three with Nate online, like. It's yeah, not. Fair. It's not a survival horror anymore. It's an action co-op, but we're having a good time. Especially those sequences where we're like flying around in deep space, <laughs> looking for satellites. Yeah, yeah. We're like, this is not survival horror. Like, we don't know what's going on. And that, that's yeah. pretty much all I'm doing. Like, that's a lot of games for the first half of no, this year, or that, first quarter. I that is say. a lot of years, and then most of those are new, right? Yeah, that's why. That's why I have no money for God of War and Gears of War and all that. Hmm. Yeah, but, was uh, new Gears out? Yeah, new Gears came out oh. too. And I, I can't. I can't. There's too many games. Wow. Nathan, go ahead. Um, okay, uh, yeah, I guess I'll, I'll touch on a little bit what Leon was saying uh, just before I move on to things that might be unique for me. Um, Luigi's Mansion is incredibly full of charm. Uh, Charles Martinet, who does the voice for the Mario essentially universe, uh, <laughs> is pouring more character into this role than he has in any other. Mario is a very vanilla character. He's very, hoo-hoo, and that's it. <laughs> Luigi's always been kind of characterized ever since... He's a coward. Where did it start? I think it started in the cartoon show or something. Yeah. It started at a point where Nintendo didn't even do it themselves. And now he's been portrayed as this cowardly character, but he's mm-hmm. a, a coward with a heart of gold. And in some ways, he's more of a hero than Mario because he does it even though he's scared. Yeah. Mm. Um, and I was saying before about uh, Jeremy Parrish's comments about how rooms have typically been made in games. They're, it's, a, it's a box with, with pictures on it. Mm-hmm. There's something different about the, the Luigi's Mansion. Every room has a character to it. All the items, even if you can't fully interact with them, even when you use your vacuum, they rattle or they shake they or they move like they're present in a room. The sense of place is very strong. And it's no longer just a box where it has these uh, painted kind of things on the walls. Everything has, like, you can pull the curtains, the rugs. Flowers. Um, flowers. You can look inside of little heaters and things like that. Yeah, yeah. It's very charming. And so this is very micro-exploration. It's an adventure game, essentially, but every room needs to be explored. Um, which is a little different from the GameCube game, which is more like exploring the whole mansion on its own. Uh, I, I did beat it last week, and um, I, I like the boss battles, especially even the last one, because they're very specific to this genre of game. That you don't jump on their heads, it's not three hits and they're dead, it's, yeah. it's very a Luigi's Mansion experience, and it's just so much be- wonderful charm. And the toads are so cute. Have you interacted with those toads yet, Leon? I saved one toad so far. Yeah, yeah. and like they're so, and they love Luigi. Like they, they love, love him. him. They're like hugging him. And when they walk, they've added a sound animation of a squeaking sound. Mm-hmm. So when they walk, it's like squeak, 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 squeak. squeak. <laughs> they're so adorable. I love pressing the D pad on, on that stupid game for no reason. <laughs> Hello. 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 
yeah it's very neat um so that has been full of a lot of charm i before that i finished uh, castlevania mirror of fate for the 3ds yeah, how'd you which... like that i didn't like the demo I I don't I, I found a hard time describing why I enjoyed this game so yeah. much. I played it and then I played it again to get 100 immediately after I finished it. Did you? Wow. I never do that with games. Yeah. Wow. There's something about this game, and I I wrote a whole little thesis about why I feel this way, and there are several reasons why, and I don't have time to go into it now. But uh, I think that this is a very divisive game. I think there are a lot of people who really hate it, and yet I've also seen reviews that say it has an eight out of ten. Oh yeah. Uh, Leon tried the demo and didn't like it. Yeah, I beat the demo. I turned to me. I, I think one of the problems with expectations is that it's going to either be presented as an arcadey version, which is the first four, <laughs> uh, five, maybe even six Castlevania games. Yeah, we're all yeah. very arcadey. You progress through and you kill things. And they started to do branching paths with Castlevania two, and they did more of that with Rondo of Blood, where you can kind of and in Castlevania three, you can kind of choose your path yeah, through the yeah. world. Um, but it was still very much like attack, whip it, kill it. And then there was the Symphony of the Night games, which introduced the Metrovanians, Metro, Metroidvania style, which is a, a title I don't really like. I don't, yeah. I, I don't enjoy, the, enjoy the name for that, that genre. Mm. But essentially it's a non-linear path um, that branching, in, involves yeah. branching paths, but also retreading path through yeah. old areas with new powers Let's that allow you to progress through those environments differently. Mm-hmm. This game for the 3DS possesses both of those aspects. There's this kind of action combat style, which is actually taken from... Um, uh, Lords of Shadow so it's very combo driven but it kind of works and then they incorporate other things like the boss battles are actually creative and they have different levels to them and so oh, yeah. it's not just about whipping them there's like you whip this character in a certain pattern and now they switch to like you find in this necromancer at one point and now they're circling um, I can't, it's hard to draw without using my finger so I'm going to draw them for the purposes of the guys in the room okay. shields but each of the shields have different concentric shields within them so there are three shields all rotating at different rates and each of the shields has an opening in them yeah. So you've got basically got to wait and dodge until all three shields <laughs> line up, and you can roll into them and get in and attack them. Like that's different, right? Yeah. And then you and then there's another thing where you have to break this girl's shield down, and then you have to like yank the shield and break it, and all of a sudden now there's these patterns of, of projectiles flowing out from her like a bullet hell shooter. Mm-hmm. So the, the the boss battles are actually fairly creative, and um, and there is some retreading, but not a lot of it. It's fairly directed, so it's not Symphony of the Night. So people who are used to Symphony of the Night games are like, oh, I'm disappointed. I'm not. I'm not really leveling up the same way and exploration's different and I don't have to retread the same areas over and over again and I really enjoy doing that and discovering new areas and it, it, it combines the linear directed style with the kind of combo driven action combat of Lords of Shadow with a, a somewhat open-ended castle that does promote you to retread to get, get power-ups like most of the power-ups are you get more health or extend your magic yeah but that's fine. I mean, finding items in Symphony of the Night wasn't really substantial. We think it was. We remember it was. But I just played <laughs> Symphony recently, and you find like a new sword. We mm. find a potion. Like the things you find in that game are not massive. Every once in a while, you find a health, uh, like a power up jar to, to power up your levels, or your health, or your parts. But for the most part, that's in present in this game too. Mm-hmm. I just feel that people's expectations have caused them to to to. To, to dislike a game that I think actually is fairly fun. Yeah, I didn't like the graphical style either. The graphical style is very muddy. Yeah, but with a 3D on, sometimes it's, okay? it's beautiful. Yeah, it's it's never going to be less muddy yeah. and less kind of drab. It is a they're going for a drab look. Mm-hmm. But the 3D, there are some things like they have um, very creative rooms where like every room feels different to their credit. Oh, that's good. It's not rehashed. No. There's this, this gorgeous sculpture where you walk up to the gates of the castle and there's this rock structure and you're looking at it like that's kind of a weird rock and you get closer to it and the 3D shows you that 
these protrusions from the rock are all these screaming faces that look like they're petrified people in this rock structure. And that's it. That's that one scene. And you leave and that never comes again. Wow. Unless you go back to that area. They don't use that screaming faces and rocks ever again. Mm-hmm. And then you go into like the theater and they have all these cool like, you know, pieces of the stage and, 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 and where the curtains come down and this whole area where it's the chairs of the theater, like the, where the people would sit. Yeah. And they use that once. And then that's, that's, that's that area. And they don't use it again. Like, I feel like there is a lot of variety, surprisingly, but it's very drab. Mm. So, I don't know what to tell you. I can't let you borrow it because I downloaded yeah, it. Yeah, digital, digital man over here. The story, um, good and bad about it, I can't go into it. It's spoiler heavy. But, I mean, you get to use uh, Alucard and Trevor and Simon. And anyone who's a, a huge fan of the Castlevanias of yore, there'll be something for there you to enjoy. Um, so well, There's I, two Belmonts in there? There's two Belmonts, yeah. And, and Simon is portrayed as a barbarian. Which but it's is a reboot, right? It's not... No, they're not the same Simon and Trevor. Yeah. But they are related. Trevor is... Um, Simon is a descendant of Trevor, which oh, I see. is still in the original game, oh, I see. and and Lucard is still the son of Dracula. Yeah. So like, it, they they have their types, but the details are different. Mm-hmm. And there are some. It's very spoiler heavy. It's actually more interesting as a story to me than in some ways in Lords of Shadow. Yeah, which also had a crazy spoiler. Ending. It did. Yeah, it did. Um. Anyway, okay. So that's too much. I guess <laughs> on, on two games, eh? Yeah. What else you play? Um. I play. Yeah, I played some New Nukuni. I already talked about that. Yeah. Um, Talk about Dead Space. Dead Space Three. I mean, Leon already touched on it. I, I enjoyed Dead Space as a series. I felt the second game was too much like the first. It felt like a one point five. Hmm. Um. Whereas Dead Space Extraction for the Wii, which later came out um as a port for HD. 3D, PS3 and 360? No, both. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. Because connect and move, right? Because it's a rail shooter. Yeah. I enjoyed that. Kind of, I, I, thought, I felt that game fleshed out the world a little bit better. Mm-hmm. But the problem with even those first three games, 1, 2, and Extraction, is it's all in the Yashimura. It's all this, this derelict kind of space um, craft that has had a problem with this outbreak of these these creatures, these monsters. And I'm like, can we get something else? So finally, we're, Leon and I are like, what, seven, eight hours into the game? Yeah, we're we finally were... on this planet. <laughs> We were in space, and, and now we're on this planet, and it's called Dead Space. But I think it has, it's just a science fiction horror. Mm. That's what it really is supposed to be. And I, I was attracted to Dead Space because it reminded me a lot of um, Resident Evil 4, which is, in my opinion, the it's best your favorite in the series, game. yeah. Yeah, and I think a lot of people's favorite because mm. it has... It, it kind of reduces the, the tank controls. Um, it was also very polygonal. It wasn't like um, pre-rendered backgrounds like a lot of the other previous mm. games were. It, didn't, it looked better. And, uh, and it, was, it was such an expensive game. Like, you start off on this town in Resident Evil 4... In like a small town in Eastern Europe, and like you're, and then you end up like in a castle. Like, how did I get here? Like, yeah. you go everywhere. You do. It's a really good game. I the like problem it. with Dead Space is it's very isolated it into is. one place. I don't mean isolated like you're there. You're alone. All these games have the you're alone amongst monsters. It's just it's the same place over and over again. Mm-hmm. The same same areas. How do you feel about the changes that happened with this game? Um, I mean the. <laughs> I don't even know if I can speak to the guns. You're an engineer. Isaac Clark is an engineer, and so he in this game they're giving him the first ability to be an engineer where you construct your own guns. But as Leon and I have found, with our online pass that we got, <laughs> you get unlocked these, these the extra shotgun. weapons. And you get the shotgun, which is amazing. And we never use any other gun. Well, I'm using Yolner a little bit. But have you ever run out of ammo for your gun? Never. Never. That's also a problem. Survival yeah. horror is about resource management. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I unload on these guys, on these xenom- on these xenomorphs, these uh, necromorphs, like crazy. I don't care. You do. And the problem with the shotgun is the, the game was originally sold on this gameplay that was called, um, what was it, Tact- Tactical Dismemberment. Mm-hmm. That's what they touted. And everyone's like, what does that mean? And so they're like, okay, here's the deal. Normally you just shoot a monster like in the head and you kill it. In this game, you can't do that. They're resilient. You have to dismember them. Take literally their limbs off of their bodies, mm. and you use a plasma cutter to do it. And the alternate fi- firing conditions of the plasma cutter have horizontal. one horizontal, one vertical. So now, it's it, you don't even need more than one gun in that game. The first gun you start with 
has the ability to either lacerate the limbs on a vertical horizontal plane, and then you can kill them that way. Fine. Mm -hmm. That was the strategy involved in trying to position your character so you could get shoot these limbs. Mm -hmm. And the AI was designed so that they would be erratic because you don't they don't want you to get a good beat on each of the limbs. So they would kind of move from side to side, yeah. or they would shuffle quickly, and it's hard to shoot their legs when they're running. That was the tactic. In this game, I have a shotgun. I don't care what they're doing. I fire at their body, and their limbs explode. He does. He really does. So what's the dip? We don't be done with that. You know, it's it's not difficult to take them out anymore. It feels a lot more like other survival horror games, like um, um, Shadows of the Damned, as I mentioned before, which feels a little bit like that too, Mm -hmm. and Resident Evil Four, which um, you know they it's shoot them in the head kind of thing. So I feel that's missing. But to the to the service of the co op, I can't speak of single player. It makes co-op move along a little faster. It does. Um, it's more brisk. You don't have to worry about ammo as much anymore. You have someone to watch your back, so you're no longer worried. Dead Space is classic among horror games, or any horror genre, even a movie. What's behind her, right? <laughs> the camera's focused on her head, and you see something behind her, over her shoulder. Yeah. There's the fear. Turn around! Why is she turning around? And then we're all scared for her. There's a dramatic irony. Um, in Dead Space, whenever I get an enemy would appear and come towards you, it would lumber towards you. Like, I got this guy. He's lumbering towards me. I'll get set up my reticle and I'll fire on him. And all of a sudden, no, oh, no, from behind me. <laughs> there was a guy behind me the whole time and he's biting me now. You got to fight him off and now I'm surrounded. So it got to the point in the original Dead Space where, like, you see a guy in front of you and I always turn around. And then I shoot that guy. And then I get the guy in front of me. It used to be in front of me. Um, and that's not a, not a problem in this game. It's just Leanne and I walking back to back, rotating through rooms, yeah, blowing everything yeah. up to pieces. <laughs> so I think it's good. I probably co op if you can. It's I think it's better than the second one. At least it gives you different venues to play in. Mm-hmm. Um, gosh, I talk too much about stuff, don't I? What, what else I'm, did you play? What I'm really playing is Monster Hunter. <laughs> that's I'm already 45, 50 hours in that sucker, Holy and I got crap. it last week. Um, Monster Hunter is a. It's not always online, but it's better online. It's a it's a it's a multiplayer RPG, and it's kind of modeled the same way as Diablo or other Western RPGs are are, are modeled. Uh, early Western RPGs were very uh, influenced from Dungeons and Dragons, the, the pen and paper game. Mm-hmm. And Dungeons and Dragons originally was just go in, kill get the loot. monster, get the loot. That's it. That's it. And then it evolved. Like it started with a game called Chainmail. Gary Gygax and his partner worked on Chainmail, and that all Chainmail was was kill the monster, get the loot. Later on, when they developed Dungeons and Dragons, it became like let's make a character for you. Yeah. But ultimately, the gameplay is still get the loot and kill the monster. Yeah. And and we're going to use that loot to buy better weapons so we can kill better monsters. Hmm. That's Monster Hunter. But it has the veneer of Japanese colors and the color palette and the crazy design sensibilities and huge swords. So it's a game where I go in and I kill monsters to get their carves and then make armor and weapons out of their out of their skins <laughs> to make better weapons to kill bigger monsters. And you play four players, you can go online, it's highly addictive, and the best thing about it is this kind of social interaction when you see someone in a, in a, in a lobby, and they're wearing some awesome looking armor. Like, you have like tusks coming off of your back and everything, and it looks like there's wings from like an, an insect, kind of, <laughs> like part of your skirt from your armor is like to the insect wings, and they change color as you move, like, where'd you get that? I, I've had that twice. How did you get that armor, and how can you help me get it? It's a, it's a very compelling thing. You want, you see something, and that becomes the prize you want to obtain. And so it becomes a cyclical reward system. I put work and effort into it, and I carve and I carve and I get the the chance to carve the one item I need to make this armor. <laughs> and I finally got the armor, and I can put it on, and I look beautiful, and I look awesome, or I look hardcore, or I have tusks coming off of you know my arms, and I look amazing. And I have this giant blade that I can switch into like an axe, and it can like shoot fire out of it because I carved from the certain dragon. And now I go into a lobby, and someone goes, "Oh my gosh, it's amazing! Where'd you get that?" And you're like, "Well, actually, I got it from killing this Rathalos." And I'm like, "Really? Like, yes, I'm really good at getting Rathaloses." They're my favorite to kill. And they're like, oh, amazing. I wish I could be like you. And now all of a sudden, you are like, 
you're almost this kind of veneration of yeah this mini game it's a meta within it and then all of a sudden and then you of course see someone else who comes in who's a higher level than you and you're like I want to be you and so you get the reward from getting the items the carves and it kept sustaining itself over and over again yeah and that is really I mean in some games the reward last time I remember playing Mega Man X you play the first game of Mega Man X first level and you get to the end and who shows up to save your butt Zero. And what does Zero look like? Badass. And what can he do? He's got a lightsaber. He looks awesome. <laughs> and Zero, in that conversation, he basically tells you, one day if you keep working at it, you can become as powerful as me. And then he leaves. What a motivation, right? <laughs> yeah. um, and, and this is uh, all detailed in, se- in that sequelitis, sequelitis episode by Eoraptor that I love so much. How that... It, normally in the game, it's like, save the princess. In Mega Man X, it's like, how can I become as awesome as Zero? And by the end of the game, you've got the boots and the armor and the helmet, and you've got your own Mega Buster, and you can double charge it. And you can Hadouken. And you can, if, you if you're it. lucky, you if can you find it. <laughs> and you feel so awesome. And then the game ends, and you're like, I could do more of this. Mm-hmm. You know? And it doesn't quite, the series doesn't quite recapture that ever again. No. But that is what Monster Hunter is to me. And so I can keep, can, I'm addicted to it. I was addicted to the Monster Hunter Tribe for Wii, and now I'm addicted to it on the Wii U, and nothing can stop me. <laughs> nothing can stop me. Wow. That's everything, Nate? You got, no, you got no I other have games? more, but I can't talk about the more games I've been playing. Alright. Adam, what have you been playing? A lot of crap. <laughs> no, come on! It's not good. Every game's valid. Everyone else is... No. You, uh, you don't like garbage today. It's okay. Uh, thanks. Um, just look at what I've been playing lately. Yeah, tell me what you've been uh, playing. What's been... Uh, been uh, both Leanne and I have been playing Punch-Out! on the Wii yeah. Virtual Console. We haven't been talking about that. Dude, I suck now. When I was a kid, <laughs> I could make it to Mr. Dream or Mike Tyson, whichever version you had, but now... Bald Bull, I can't get the timing right. I can't punch Soda him in the Popinski stomach. Soda Popinski is the one. He's Soda t- Pop? He's tough, man. He's, yeah, he's tough. tough. <laughs> I love the racism. It's great. I can't punch him in the stomach, man. He always kills me. Have you noticed how much better... Have you been playing on the gamepad? Oh, yeah, the gamepad. Have you noticed how much better it looks? It's so nice looking. Because, like, the HD games look great on the HD screen. Mm-hmm. But being able to have that smaller and, le- and like, looks, smaller looks pixels... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks really great. I'm so excited for Super Metroid on, those, on that little screen. It's going to look nice. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, Adam. Virtu- you have a little little uh, retro gaming in there. <laughs> no, no, that's all good. Uh, I'm trying to think what I've been playing. Well, I played a little bit of Guacamelee. I played a little bit of Guacamelee. I, I don't know what I think about it because I haven't really done much of it. I've only played like maybe five, ten oh, minutes. Oh yeah, I'm almost done. I, I, I didn't. I didn't, last I didn't have much time to play it. I, I don't know how I feel about it. I, I I'm excited about it, but I don't know. We have to get Adam to play Bioshock Infinite, like with yeah. the map and everything. Wait, you didn't sure. talk about Infinite. I, the, the, you know, we'll talk about it after. Adam you know said. why? Because there's so much to that game. But honestly, I'm not saying this to bring up Bioshock Infinite. I'm saying this because I think that more than the first two games, I think that Adam the content. Like I think he would because I think that Adam. I mean, people are interested in American history for a reason. Mm-hmm. It's pretty fascinating. Like mm-hmm. what a what a transformation in our world, right? Mm-hmm. And this deals with a lot of these themes of like. America and and what America used to be and what we think it is and, mm-hmm, yeah. and you see like the founding fathers but they're portrayed in a way that they're like deities and I think that mm-hmm. you could really enjoy and it's more beautiful in a lot of ways because you're in the sky and the yeah. colors are brighter more colorful and you get to like experience segregation between blacks and whites and and, and I think that these are issues that I think that would more I think you're more interested in mm-hmm. I know that your 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 version like that you're passionate about like ancient Roman history I know that that is what you studied in, in high school and university I mean yeah but I I don't know I think that this could be no that does sound interesting. At some point, I would like to play What if it. I loaned it to you? Uh, there's no but, point in doing that right now. Okay. But he has to give it back Sonic Generations. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've, I've had Sonic Generations for like six months. Yeah. I played it a little bit, and I really liked it. And I, I even said it was like one of my favorite games of the current generation. You did, yeah. Because I really loved it. But I just haven't even played much of it. You know what? If you wait long enough, uh, Infinite will be on PS Plus, so don't worry about it. Yeah, <laughs> That's so sad. Um, what are you playing? What are you? What's going on? Well, here? So, I, so I started Guacamelee, but I don't. I don't. I'm not really sure about it yet. Right, take care. You got Vanquish there. I started playing Vanquish, but uh, almost a month ago now. How long about last? 
Uh, until my wife got home. <laughs> oh, so you didn't hate it? I didn't hate it. No, I, I'm, I not, beat I'm, it. Not, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not good Shoot at those it. robots. I did weak I, points. <laughs> I'm not all that good at it, but I was enjoying what I was playing. It was fun. Um, I've been playing uh, Puzzle by Nikolai Five Sudoku. What? Yeah, that's right. I got a Sudoku <laughs> game for my Vita. Take care. What's this? Just Gaia Three. That's that's uh, Japanese. Just Gaia. Th- what are you doing playing that? That is what wait. You got this Gaia Three? You got yeah. Oh, that's what you were pronouncing. Yeah. No, no, I no. Oh, okay, no. There's a Sudoku oh, game. Okay, this guy, you got Disgaea three. I have Disgaea three. How do you feel about that? Do not like it. Oh, I don't like Disgaea three either. It's too RPG. For I me. bought that on the DS and then returned it. Yeah, <laughs> it's not for me. I don't know. There's, like, there's two problems. I want to keep getting to like the 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 quote unquote action, which is not really action. And <laughs> no, it, it's turn based. And it's just I, no, that's fine. But I find that just getting there is such a slog, and I don't want to miss. The quote unquote story. No. So I'm so I'm watching him talk to people. And I'm like, I don't care what the school that mm-hmm. he's in and about trying to be the evilest. <laughs> I don't care at all. Like I was excited that it was like this big big game to be on plus. And you were like, oh, Disgaea three. Like that's and I'm like, oh yeah. Okay. It's big for people who are fans of Disgaea. Yeah, I don't, I, I'm not one of them. I am not either. I I don't even know anything about the franchise. So I can't really say that. I am not a big um, strategy RPG guy. No, me neither. Did um, you like Fire Emblem? Fire Emblem, I loved. Oh, Fire Emblem is the exception. Yeah. I played Fire Emblem for the GameCube and for the Wii, and I got rid of both of them. Hmm. But uh, this game is it really works. compelling. It's because of the relationship building is so awesome. Because uh-huh. you can marry people, and then you have kids, and your kids fight with you. <laughs> it's really neat. And and it also, I mean, the story's okay. But it's graphically, it's really beautiful. I, it's a really great little game. Interesting. Uh, I've been playing... I don't MLB! Know, I don't, not as much as I thought I would. Oh. Uh, I've been playing a lot of Plants vs. Zombies. Dude, why? It's a good, it's a good game, hey. The reason why... I two times On the PlayStation. I beat it on my, I bought it originally on my iPhone. Okay. So I, I beat it? I beat the hell out of it. And you played it on the PS3. I was really fun addicted, and then I played on the PS3 because I liked it. Yeah. Now I'm, I can't play I like that it was free for Plus, and that's, I wouldn't have bought it otherwise. And it's it feels... It feels like... It, it's, it is what it is, but... What I, the reason why I've been playing a lot of it is because my commute is a lot shorter now. I used to have more like 30 minutes sitting on a bus so I could play mm-hmm. like a, a game like in baseball. Like I could play a full game or a couple games of the Road to the Show mode, but I don't have that much time on the subway anymore. Yeah. So Plants vs. Zombies, I can play like maybe one level and then I'm done. Wow. And then I'm, then I'm at work and oh, it's yeah. time to go. Yeah, so that's kind of why I've been playing it. It's easier for me to do. Uh, at, on PS3, I've been playing... A, Joe Danger 2 the movie do not like that Joe Danger 2 that's a that's excite bike yeah but not nearly as much fun or enjoyable or cool it's just I think you're misremembering excite bike <laughs> excite bike is so much fun I love excite bike is fun for 15 minutes at a time uh, more than that I could go longer than that I defy you <laughs> you, you uh, okay Put it um, right one game I barely play but I really enjoyed and I'm looking forward to I think tomorrow I'm 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 going to be in a hospital all day and I'm going to have nothing to do. Yeah. So I'm probably going to play uh, most of Lego Lord of the Rings. Are oh, you going to go for it? I'm really excited about it. I'm oh, good because it, Lego with this release and with Lego Batman Two they added in vocals. They're actually talking now and it's lifted from the movies and it's just I like the Lord of the Rings music like mm-hmm. just listen to the music it has oh, that well, epic yeah, feel. Beautiful music. It's yeah. beautiful music by Howard Shore so they have that in the game so it makes the whole gaming experience that much more interesting and having the actual dialogue for the movies and the cutscenes is nice too Yeah. so obviously it's Lego and it's kind of funny and silly but it also is a Lord of the Rings game so I'm excited about playing that I'm just looking at your list and it's so different compared to mine it's like night and day difference what do you mean? we just play different games Very. oh completely different yeah, completely. not Vanquish well the Vanquish is the only common thread there but you mean like, you haven't played through Disgaea 3 
I haven't played it. I haven't touched it. <laughs> he yet. does not care. He doesn't have room in his Vita. No, I have a lot of weird games on there. I agree with that. Yeah, it's totally different. I'm, I'm not saying they're bad. Oh, I'm some saying, of them are. I'm just saying your list is completely different. It's okay. I played the is, I played the cave. That game is terrible. Oh, good. If you if you played Tim Schafer. <laughs> I did not like the. Well, a lot of people like the cave. I just no, absolutely. I, that's hated not the it. feeling I got. I got a lot. I saw a lot of people not liking it. Oh really? Did yeah. you like it, Nathan? No, I didn't. Um, did you play it? I don't think I even played the demo. I oh. think I was just. I was just. I, I look at some reviews and I've listened to podcasts in the weeks since then, and everyone just dumps on it. Yeah, for good reason. And there okay. are reasons why they they tell me why, and I'm like, oh, those are all reasons why I don't want it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I play a lot of weird games. I'll admit that <laughs> completely. Like, I'm looking at my trophy list, and some weird stuff. Like, you don't know Jack, Price is Right Decades, stupid Wake Up Club. What's Wake Up Club? What kind of game wake is that? Wake Up Club is a game, as an app, is it a basically, game? for the Vita. It's the app to wake you up in the morning. It's an alarm. It's an alarm clock with you trophies, get, you and you get got... golds from it, Leon, for nothing. Did you get a gold? It was free. How many golds? I don't know. It was a platinum, I think, at the end. It's no, there's no platinum. <laughs> know, no, but like... there are golds. There's a bunch of golds you get for, like, for nothing. Chapman, what's happening here with this Wake Up Club? I don't know club? why you don't know about this, Leon. Uh, I thought you knew about that. I can't do it. It has one. It has I don't one. Want it on my list. It has, oh. one, it has one goal. We're with the integrity of your list now after it, some it, of those games I've seen on there. Huh? Oh, <laughs> hey, I don't have Hannah Montana on there. Don't worry. Neither do I. Oh, good. It was a pointed comment. But if I got it for you and put it on your coffee table, <laughs> would I find it on your list soon? I, I can't do it. I, can't. Oh, I don't think so. But you know, I play a lot of crap. I oh, uh, there's games I'd like so to. I'd like to finish, but I haven't really had time to play okay. much more of. Uh, Guardians of Middle Earth. Haven't had a chance to actually play. Garbage. Hmm? Is it garbage? Yeah. Uh, unfinished one. I want to play it, but I don't. I would like to play some of It's interesting. Should have got it. When it was on sale. Yes, you should have. You made a mistake. Uh, one game I'll never play again was Ninja Gaiden Sigma Plus. Oh, I I, I'm going to be so a complete hard. douche and correct you, Gaiden. Gaiden. Um, Sorry about that. No, it's not douche. That's correct. Then, uh, I, at some point, I want to finish off uh, PlayStation All Stars. Ninja Gaiden is right. uh, a game I also traded in. I don't blame you for not liking that. No, I didn't find. I, camera's terrible. Yeah, it is. Really? Yeah. And, yeah. What's Nathan's list? I don't know. I don't. I don't have his list. What's my list? My list is elite. What do you, do, you mean you don't have my list? I don't Wait, have it. Up? I don't have it up. You're stalking oh. my list. You're not. Look at this. Okay. Well, while he's doing a thing, Bioshock Infinite. So I guess we should avoid spoilers. It's still fairly new. Yeah, it is fairly new. People get upset. Um, I have a whole treatise on this. I have four pages I wrote. My Did you? On this. I oh, read absolutely. it. Oh, wow. To read it? Yeah. Okay. Well, then um, I'll say overall, I really enjoyed the game. I, I still think it's like a like an eight point five nine. A 10. I, I prefer really Bioshock 1. I don't think it's perfect. People no. are giving it 10s. I don't think it's perfect. It's not a 10. I also prefer Bioshock 1 because mm-hmm. of some things that it did. The one thing that this game has that Bioshock 1 didn't have, and Bioshock 1 shouldn't have had this, and I'm not saying you should put it in there, mm-hmm. is just Elizabeth was done so beautifully. Uh, yeah, like, she's she, really nice. She's not beautiful because she's sexy. She's just beautiful. The animation... The character, the emotion, mm-hmm. when she's dancing in that sequence, yeah, with the guitar, she's like Belle in Beauty and the Beast. Mm-hmm. She fe- they animated her like a Disney character. There's so much life to her, and she I is. feel that. And by the t- by the time you get to the end, and you get to see more Booker's relationship to her and what that is, like it's mm-hmm. just, I don't know. I, I, I think I think I made a comment at one point that like uh, I'm surprised there's nothing sexual between the two of them. Mm-hmm. Because normally that's that's always the, it's always romantic mm-hmm. between two people, and in this case Booker ends up being more of like a father figure. He's worried about her. He's concerned like about the her. Big brother. It's nice to see a relationship with a female character that isn't sexual. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I did mention early on though that the middle of the game I felt dragged on a bit. There's a point where Booker's relation. Booker's this isn't a spoiler. Booker's job is to get into the city, get the girl, wipe away the debt. That's that's his mission. So yeah. I got to get this girl and get out. But he spends the middle portion of the game shooting and killing all of these people. Yeah, just murdering everybody. Murdering thousands of people, hundreds <laughs> of people. And it feels like, not only am I a mass murderer, but a lot of these people are just like, 
Policemen, and yeah, they're just here to enforce the peace. Mm-hmm. And they may not agree with you. May, they may think you're a terrorist, but they don't know. Yeah, they, they, they've been told this guy's a bad guy. So I'm just killing people who are doing their jobs. Yeah, and it kind mm-hmm. of feels bad. I feel bad in the middle of it. <laughs> I'm like, I'm here to save Elizabeth and protect her, and I want to protect her. And you feel that need. I need to protect this girl. Yeah. but at what cost? Mm-hmm. So the narrative, which is a very, but this very emotional narrative that kind of pulls you along and really involves you with this guy. At a certain point, I start to feel this venom, this this this, this taste for being him because of the things I'm expected to do. Yeah, mm. um, I feel like it, being a shooter made it a disservice. Yeah, and Leon mentioned uh, before the podcast started maybe even stealth missions. Where yeah, you, where you have the option: I can go make a bloodbath, or I can take the kind other of like route. Dishonored. You and know? yeah, yes, ex- excellent example. Because in that game, you're here to kind of save this other girl. Yeah, with also you, you whom you have a paternal or brotherly relationship mm. with. But you have the option of like, look, if I kill these people, she's going to see me as a murderer. Yeah. And if I save them and spare them, she's going to see me as a guy who has compassion. Mm-hmm. Whereas with Elizabeth, like at a certain point, she sees you kill one guy at the beginning. This is yeah. the same problem with with Lara Croft. It is. With, with Far Cry Trident. 3. Far Cry. She sees you kill one guy and she runs. She's like, you're a murderer. I can't believe it. You're horrible. And she runs away. Then you, you catch up to her and it's fine. Yeah. And then she witnesses you kill people. Like, Using your grapple claw to like decapitate their faces. <laughs> Have you seen their faces after you use that on them? No, it's ripped open. Oh yeah, she, and she's like she's like skipping. Like, <laughs> there's that discord there. There's dissonance I don't mm. agree with. Um, mm. And I feel I have a lot of other things. I, uh, the world building was good in certain degrees, but when it came to the religious content, I, I felt like they didn't research religion enough and biblical references and symbolism enough because mm. there was a lot of missteps. But I won't go into that on the podcast. Overall, it was a pretty good game. Overall, it was a very good I game. I enjoyed it. But um, I enjoyed the whole series. I don't think the second one is bad. I don't think the second one is no. worse than the first one. I think it doesn't build the world as well as the mm-hmm. first one. But it has its own merits. But that's the job of the first game is yeah. to build the world. But it, yeah, on its own, I think it's a great... It, 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 much like Dead Space 2, I feel it's a 1.5 version of it the first is. one. But there are other elements, like the relationship you have between yourself and the little sisters... You don't. You never have in the first game. No. The first game, it's like it's it's economics. Mm-hmm. Make a choice of what you think is better for your economy. Yeah, what gives you more money? But in the second game, like you really, I really feel attached to them, um, and I feel like I am a parent to them. And then when you realize, you know, like I'm after my little sister, and this is my relationship with her, and then you have this kind of conflicting understanding of the big sisters, and like, oh man, if I only had saved them, if only I could save them, but I can't. And I feel that that those emotions are different from the first game. Yeah, but also valid. Adam, what'd you bring up? It's your uh, list. You found your list. No, yeah, I brought up. Hey, your, where's your... Tomb Raider? You haven't, you haven't played nothing. Yeah, there's nothing there. 0%. Tomb Raider zero. Uh, we haven't synced it, I guess. Oh. Zero fifty-one trophies. I guess yeah. you haven't synced since April fifth, at least. Well, yeah, even Dead Space three, I have more trophies than that. I haven't synced it. Apparently, you just don't sync. You don't sync. You're not like us. Yeah, but it's April fifth. Yeah, Amber's finished the game since then. Oh, okay. So. Okay. We we have like auto syncs half the time though. But you can see the games I'm playing. Yeah, Look Dead at my Space, list. Tomb Raider, Bioshock, Mass Effect three, Dark Siders. Dungeon Siege three. Dungeon Siege three is a co-op game we play. It's not very good. Mysteries of Little Riddle. That's a little uh, puzzle game Amber likes. Skyrim. Skyrim. Risen 2. What's that? That's a pirate RPG. Oh. Borderlands 2, Nino Kuni, Kingdoms of Emelor. I traded, I traded that game in. Yeah. Fall of Cybertron. Yeah. That was actually more enjoyable in the second half. Dragon's Dogma was one of my games of the year last year. Yeah, yeah. you always talk about it. I'm excited for the expansion. Pac-Man Championship Edition, the X. Yeah. Love that game. Dishonored Assassin's Creed 3. I didn't know you had Assassin's Creed 3. I didn't. I borrowed Adams and I played uh, oh, you gave it 12 hours of it. And then I was like, I'm done. I'm pretty sure you've still played about 10 hours more of it than I have. <laughs> I'm becoming like Paul. Are you? Are you more familiar I'm not, Paul? I'm not, not to the point where I buy a game, leave it sealed, and never open it. Ooh, and get that. the disc protection. <laughs> disc protection, For yeah. the mint inbox game. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yep. 
Oh, Paul. Take that, Paul. Best part, of, best part is he'll never listen to he this. Has a, he has a lot of games that are still in the cellophane. Still are in the they? Rack, That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, it's like, pretty crazy. Like uh, Mortal, uh, Metal Gear 4, I think. Yeah? Yeah, it's in there. Really? Oh, yeah. man. Like, uh, not my, that that's a waste. Not that my, I should play that. My thriftiness will not let me. Do you have a backlog game of games? Not. I have a stack of games I haven't beaten yet. Me, no, because of my uh, situation right now, I'm, I'm caught up on everything. Yeah, that's yeah. good, man. That's great. I used I, to. There's a crap load of games. I haven't finished Walking Dead yet, actually. No? Nope. Oh, you should. I still got, I think, three chapters to root Good play. game. You it, it's it. important to play it if you can, if you have the means to play within the space of a week. I, I did buy it. Like, I'll, I, just, I, I'll just knock it off. Yeah. The, the, any, any space between it will make you forget plot points and people's names mm. and relationships. And it's really about... Because the game itself takes place within, like, a week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's better to kind of get that immediacy. I feel like, for me, I, I almost want to wager money on whether I'm going to have... <laughs> If I'm going to finish Walking Dead first, or if I'm going to buy it for Vita first, whenever that happens. Because like I, 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 I keep thinking, like, I should finish this. I should do this. But that might take a little while. You're going to get it for the Vita? Well, I'm thinking that... Easy Platinum. Well, I don't care about that. Well, uh, those of you who are listening, don't be confused with the new Walking Dead first-person shooter that just came sorry, out. Sorry, yeah. Which uh, is the, an abomination. The Steaming Turd? Don't worry about that. We're talking about the... Um, the Telltale, Telltale, Telltale Adventure yeah. Game, which you should all play, and is very much connected to comic books. Mm-hmm, unfortunately, yeah. well, I guess unfortunately, it is better than anything that Kirkman has ever done. <laughs> so, it's better than the comic, which is hard. It's rarely the case. Yeah. You know? Punisher video game that you bought, Adam, is not better Ooh. than the comic. No. That's a terrible game. I spent $10 on that, and I wish I could get my $10 back. <laughs> the Ninja Turtles uh, reshelled game that came out is not as good as Ninja Turtles comic books. No. No. But uh, it gave me what I wanted. But Walking Dead, I keep teasing myself with getting Volume 2, the uh, hardcover Volume 2. And but just, you don't like it. I know. I just keep going, like, it's a good deal on this, but I don't like I like the format, but I don't like the comic. If you don't like the comic, don't buy it's it. It's a little boring. That's unfortunate. Well, it is what it is. All right. So we're at two hours and ten minutes. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. yeah. I knew we could do it. I knew we had it in us. <laughs> and last All epi- you gotta do is get Nathan to talk about games he likes, and then sure. that's it. Last episode was shorter, but uh, no, this one... Right back. Uh, to I have so much more I could talk about too. I'm not going to. <laughs> you love games, so do I. Yeah. You just need your own spin-off podcast. Yeah, you know, it doesn't matter what you put me on a podcast. We're talking about hero clicks or comics or movies yeah. or whatever. I just talk too much. You do like to talk, but we, that, this is a perfect venue. Got, for lot, it. got a lot to say. No one wants to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> no, someone does. Age of Butters wants to listen to it. <laughs> Maybe he's one of our listeners. Um, okay, well, thanks for joining us for uh, it was episode seventy four. Holy crap. Doubleheader edition. Yeah, well, they don't know that. Oh, and don't call it edition. I don't do that anymore. Do. I don't call anything that anymore. I, I wanna. Twenty six episodes away from the big one thousand episode. One hundred. Is seventy five a milestone too? It should be. No. Uh, it won't be though, because oh. odd episodes have always been reviews episodes. Oh, I see. I don't want to. At this point, I'm not ready to change the order. You don't want to call attention to it? Not yet. Right. After after episode one hundred, then I'm probably going to change. This is the all post content. This is not podcast worthy. Whatever. Someone cares. They're like, oh, well, that's interesting. Tom cares. Tom cares. He wants to hear about the, the ins and outs. You'll talk to Tom tomorrow anyway. What's the problem? <laughs> that's true. All right. Well, thanks for joining us. Um, this has been... Nathan Struck. And Leon Orlando. And I'm Adam Chapman. You can email us at comicshenanigans at gmail.com. You can like us on Facebook. You can post in our HC Realms thread. Uh, and we can also uh, download our app on uh, for your iPhone or iPad. You have to go to uh, comicshenanigans.podbean.com slash mobile, and you can put that on your uh, handheld device. We still don't have anything available for Android. Sorry, it hasn't happened yet. <laughs> well, I keep I keep teasing. Yeah. It's coming, it's coming. It's not coming. <laughs> <laughs> it's Yeah, it's just not happening. I have to get off my ass and, and figure out, anyways, a bunch of stuff that doesn't matter. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. Bye.